Hello and welcome back to A Sprinkle of Disney and we're sharing episode 36 with you today. No major milestones there, friends. <laughs> well, when you get to 40, I'll allow you to say it's a milestone. Well, I'll allow myself to say it whenever. Well, I'll, I'll allow you to say it without judgment. There you You'll go. endorse I'll it. Endorse. I'll support your movement. <laughs> Official. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so hello, and if you're new here, then a very magical welcome to you. And of course, thank you to all of the lovely listeners who have left us reviews. Hint, hint, hint. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, if you're back, then thank you for continuing to listen. We've noticed that the Encanto episode was particularly yes. popular, which I mean, is unsurprising. TikTok for that. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you for the rise of We Don't Talk About Bruno. Excellent. Yeah. That did good things for us. But no, seriously, thank you so much for returning. Um, and please do leave a review if you haven't already because uh, you can suggest some episode content that you want us to talk about and that's really fun for us when we get like an idea given to us it's exciting it's like might not be something we've necessarily considered so if you've got something that you're dying to hear us talk about or review or just anything Disney related of course we're not going to sit here and review your favorite food sorry that's not Unless that's not like on the Disney cards shape. if it can come in a Disney shape then maybe yeah like if it's like Disney snacks potentially if you send them to us to like test like taste <laughs> <laughs> then we might be open to it but True. no seriously if you've got anything you really want us to discuss then please let us know in your review or if you just want to review it's only a few clicks it's not it's not too especially if you're on Spotify or any you just click the stars Yes, it's very simple. But yes, thank you very much to those who have done so. So today we're delving into the world of Pixar once again, as you seem to be really enjoying our Pixar content. I think I was looking the other day at our like most popular episodes and with most listens, and I think like three of the top five are like Pixar ones, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Well, so... that's not crazy, but it's interesting. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> but so we are here to provide what the people want. So here's more Pixar content just for you. So today's a little bit different. It's not a Pixar uh, film review. Um, we'll be sharing our top five Pixar films, which we haven't shared each other yet. Um, so if you listen to either of our Disney Parks episodes, Disneyland Paris episodes, um. It's a similar setup where we've kind of chosen our top five films. We haven't told each other, but we tried to guess each other's top five as well to test how good friends we are. <laughs> it's actually a lot more difficult than it sounds, I feel. It is, because I think we said this last time, like we talk about lots of Disney stuff, but quite often when you talk about these things, you don't sit and go, here's my list of how I'd order no, things. No, no. Putting our knowledge of each other to the test and really trying to... And I find it interesting what each other likes thinks the other would like yeah um, yeah like yeah. the reasoning behind mm. it is always quite interesting it is. sometimes it can be a really passing comment yeah that in- informs your decision i'm quite scared of what you've written to be honest Rosie's <laughs> <laughs> not convinced you've got like, what, what two of mine you think you've yeah got? i yeah i think i've got two definitely two maybe three and then two of yours are wrong <laughs> <laughs> I- i'm sure that's the way i think i'm gonna get max three out of five today i f- i feel the same I feel like mm. if I'm going in strong and confident, I'm going to say I've got three of yours, mm. but I'm not sure on the third one. Um, mm. Yeah, we're in I'm the same ca- position. But I'll also kind of judge you if that one isn't in your top three. So we'll see how it goes. Oh, I see. Um, <laughs> you're, you're telling me which one should be my favourite. Interesting. So we'll go through our top five and then we'll run through the guesses that we've made before recording and see how many we each get right as well. So Reese, I think... 
when we did the Disney parks, you won the first one because you got, yeah. and then I won the second one. I think technically we said that you won overall because you got more right than me in the first one. But if we yeah. go by episodes, we're kind of one apiece. So yeah, sure, um, we'll we'll do that to be kind and and. <laughs> So we would have to get into more math a, further down the line. For a level playing field, that sounds yeah. No sounds cheating like will be occurring on this episode. Well, no let's hope not. Mm, it's it's occurred before. Let me that tell is, you. Yeah, by you, but we'll move. By by absolutely not by me. And if you're interested in hearing our heated discussion, <laughs> make sure to listen to our Disneyland oh. episodes because um yeah, yeah. some people. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. We've swiftly answered this fun fact number one. So it's possible to forget, but animated films were traditionally hand-drawn before the release of Toy Story. It was not only the first Pixar film, but the start of a new era of computer-generated animation. Do you know I didn't know that? You know. Is I feel like I good? might have heard it like in passing in the past, but if yeah. someone were to say to me like, "What's the first computer-generated, like animated film?" Hmm. I wouldn't know. But I do now. I think it's just incredibly like impressive mm. that like because of how good the animation is, like it's impressive that it's the first mm. one to use that form of animation and do it so well. Yeah, very true. And I think it's a kind of film that like you don't think it's as old as it is because of how good yeah. the animation is. Yeah, exactly. Like I always forget that it's the first Pixar film. I always think it was Bugs Life. I always have yeah, it in my head. Yeah, because Bugs, Bugs Life, Life feels first. like a lower quality film. Yeah, it does. Animation wise. Sorry to all the Bugs look like. Yeah, apologies. Like, <laughs> but, like not not like a worse film in like its content, but just like if I think about even like the um like poster design and colors and stuff. Used oh yeah, yeah. Life, it feels like it would be an old film. So yeah, I I agree. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> and where would we be without computer generated animation honestly i mean I so many of my favorite things wouldn't even exist so no you'd be a very sad person <laughs> yes <laughs> so i we thought we would do a bit of a, a brief pixar animation studios background mm-hmm. obviously you know you may already know a lot about pixar but we're here to educate you and try and yes. teach you something new and that's you know that's a goal so we thought we'd run through a bit about Pixar because you might think you know a lot and then learn something here because I didn't I thought I knew a lot about Pixar and then I read Bob Iger's book mm. have you read that yeah. yet Rosie that I've lent to you well three to be, years ago to be updated, <laughs> <laughs> I, need to, I need to update you on that situation have you lost um, my book no, it's I can see it. It's right next to me. But <laughs> no, I haven't finished it yet because I haven't been reading it solidly. But that's a discussion for another time. True. But I read yeah. that. If anyone hasn't read it, it's, it's called um, Ride of a Lifetime by Bob Iger and it's really good. And it goes into like how he kind of got Pixar on board. And I, I didn't realise a lot about Pixar's history before mm. reading that book. So I feel like you think you know a lot about Pixar because it's part of Disney. But you forget yeah. Pixar had its own life before Disney. So tell us more, Rosie. Well, so Pixar Animation Studios, commonly referred to as Pixar, because it's just so much easier Very to true. say Pixar, <laughs> is an American computer animation studio known for its critically and commercially successful computer animated feature films, which, you know, is good because that's how they started. Yes. And that's what we just said about Toy Story. Um, and it was formed in 1979. So it's really still like in my eyes that's still quite new like not new new but like it's it's not that old if you know what I mean. I feel like it's n- new but 
it's older than I always think it is. I think because you always mm-hmm. associate Pixar with like newer films and like yeah, because of the, the 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 CGI stuff, like the sorry, computer generated animation stuff. Yeah, I feel like I always think it's should just be like two thousand onwards. Yeah, so yeah, someone says like late nineties. Yeah, like the thought of like existing in the nineteen seventies eighties is baffling. To I me. know. Yeah. I mean, not like it's it's new in the in like an origin of a company, but when I think yeah. people think about Pixar, they don't think about it being that as old as it is. No, definitely. And I think another interesting thing, which we'll lead on to now, <laughs> is I think a lot of people think that Pixar has always like existed as its own entity, like throughout its like time. Mm. Like it didn't start off like within different companies. So it's actually a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Studios, which I believe most people know as it's on. Disney Plus and is part of the Disney brand. It is, but I think a lot of people actually don't understand that it's the studios combine and work together. Because quite yeah. often when people say things to me, they're like, it, it, it's Pixar. Oh, but it might be Disney. I'm like, technically it's the same. Like, it's yeah, one and the same. They're the same, but different yeah. in terms of like the content that they produce and things like yeah. that. Um, and it was purchased by Disney in 2006 so that's really again that like that seems really recent mm. like that particular thing um, but their relationship with Disney obviously began a lot earlier than that which I think is why that date seems so recent like it was a rocky relationship as well um, yeah I'll tell you more about that in a second and yeah interestingly it was originally part of the Lucasfilm computer division which of course we know is uh, responsible for Star Wars and Indiana Jones but that's actually how it kind of started out was combining with Lucasfilm there were about six employees at the time um, within Lucasfilm and that's when it began and then we also had the involvement of Steve Jobs and then Disney later on so did I thought Steve Jobs founded Pixar no he didn't he didn't found oh. he didn't found it. So the person that found it, bear with, is someone Alexander Schur is the name of the founder oh. of Pixar. But Steve um Steve Jobs had like so much involvement within the company, which I think is why he's kind of maybe thought of as founding it. Interesting, because he's listed on Pixar fan- fandom as one of the three founding fathers of Pixar. Maybe he like is counted as it because of, of his involvement like in in the beginning potentially because he basically he was like an investor uh, within uh, Lucasfilm yeah. he was a, he, he had funding yeah he didn't found like Pixar but because he had that um influence on the company and like mm-hmm. involvement potentially that's why I don't know yeah that makes um, sense I'm feeling about it now and yeah that seems to be the way way it was yeah. like he was there at the beginning because he funded the division exactly um, and then so, yeah. they kind of broke away from Lucasfilm um, and then into like, well, started doing stuff with Disney, but they also very much became like their own like animation entity after yeah. Lucasfilm. But then they started collaborating with Disney before Disney bought yeah. them. So yeah, it's got quite a lot of history. And I think, and I, obviously the, the links to Disney are very apparent now, but I think a lot of that stuff, like, I didn't know about the Lucasfilm stuff until I researched no, I didn't this. Know about like, that. I didn't know that, which is really, like, really interesting to know that these kind of companies go through so many different yeah. changes. And it's just really cool. Yeah, there was a lot, because I know there was a lot of disagreement, because Disney and um, collaborated on, like, the, the one film, we'll talk about that in a second, which was about, obviously, on, on Toy Story. But mm-hmm. they, they, there was a kind of, like, a souring of the relationship over a few years after that. Um, and, 
the re- like because it was uh, Michael Eisner at the time was the CEO and of Disney and he kind of like things didn't end well with him and Pixar mm. and it was only when Bob Iger then went in when he was CEO and actually went for a tour of Pixar and he realised that Pixar were actually doing far better than Disney animators at the time mm-hmm. and they were like we need to get these people on board which is very interesting I think because I think you think because they're so in- entwined now yeah um, you think they've always been that way but actually they if 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 Bob Iger hadn't gone back to build Bridges, we wouldn't have the films that we probably currently no. have now, which is um, very interesting. Yeah. Um, because they were actually looking for partners other than Disney in 2004. They were like, nah, not, not dealing with these people. Mm. Um, imagine a world where that had happened. Imagine. I know. I know. It's hard to imagine. It's hard to imagine a happy world with that. Not well, very true. true. <laughs> they probably still would have released films, but it's, whether, it's how... It's whether they'd be as magical and as kind of special yeah. as they are now, like with the powerhouse yeah. of Disney behind them as well. Um, oh, well, having said that, like, like I say, they were producing. Because I think at the time, Disney Animation was kind of suffering. It wasn't very successful. And mm-hmm. that was why Pixar Pixar had like the best people animators in the industry at the time, yeah. which is why Bob Iger was like, we need to be friends with these people <laughs> again because they are really good. Um, so Pixar have released 24 feature films so far, starting with Toy Story in 1995, so early. Mm. And their most recent release was Luca in 2021. Because um, interesting with Toy Story is that um, they initially like had like a three-picture deal with Pixar. Um, so they did Toy Story, it went great. And then Toy Story 2 was initially planned to go straight to video release, as most of the sequels did. Mm. And then wouldn't have been part of the three-picture deal. And then the film actually then was kind of put for theatrical release. So Pixar were like, well, that counts towards our deal then. And Disney were like, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> So it it was like that was kind of where the disagreements came from, which I think is so interesting. Because uh, yeah. Toy Story did so well, first of all, and it's it's sad mm. I think that it, the, the sequel had such disagreement over it. So um, yes, there you go. Yeah, it's interesting yeah. to know the behind the scenes, isn't it? Of like it is. how things go for films and stuff. All the drama. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so Toy Story three, Finding Dory, Incredibles two, and Toy Story four are among the fiftieth highest grossing films of all time. Like, not just animated, <laughs> like, no. all time. That's crazy. I know. With Incredibles 2 being the fourth highest grossing animated film of all time, 15 of Pixar's films are in the 50 highest grossing animated films of all time. I mean, are we surprised? No. I mean, if, that, if that's a way to measure if your company's nailed it, I mean, there you <sighs> go. Like, that's that's a tick. Like, are you doing well? Yes. <laughs> yeah, because you look at, like, obviously, you've also got Disney's Independent, stuff you yeah. then got all of the stuff from other like from dreamworks and all like those people mm. and then you've got all of like your comic or hand-drawn stuff that also goes yeah, on it's quite yeah, popular like anime so. Sort of stuff. so it's a really big achievement to have that many but i remember incredibles 2 coming out and everyone was oh. like buzzing so that we've been waiting me. so long for that film mm-hmm. like so so long because incredibles the Incredibles was just so popular and for a lot of people it was very nostalgic like because mm. it was a film we were watching when we were children so then like everyone was so excited for Incredibles too. Yeah. so it's not surprising that like box no. office sales went absolutely crazy for that particular film so the studios earned 23 Academy Awards wow. 10 Golden Globe Awards and 11 Grammy Awards wow, again that's, so many. that's very very successful considering especially as you've just said there were 24 feature films like the amount of awards they've won that's that is amazing 
Um, and many of Pixar's films have been nominated for Best Animated Feature, with 11 winners, including Ratatouille, Brave, and Inside Out, to the name of few. And Up and Toy Story 3 were also nominated for the more competitive Academy Award for Best Picture. So not even within, wow. like, just within the animated categories, they're managing to get nominated for film categories. You know, like, that's, that's a big deal. That is a mm. very big deal. Yeah, you could say it's a success. <laughs> they're kind of making their way towards being a successful company, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they're on the right path. <laughs> and they're not stopping anytime soon because Pixar Studios are releasing their 25th Turning Red and 26th Lightyear films this year. So two, I can't believe we're getting two this year. I know, so what an absolute bonus. They'll oh, be following in the footsteps of Soul and Luca as they'll be released solely on Disney+. Plus. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Is Lightyear mm. going that way as well? Yes, I believe Aww. so. This seems... We're going to have a discussion about this later, but this seems to be the path that um, Disney are going with Pixar. Because I knew Turning Red was. I didn't know that Lightyear was. Mm, I, I think it is. I could be wrong. I mean, I trust your knowledge as you are the Pixar expert of the two of us. But also, if it isn't, like as in if that is and the others aren't, I'm going to have even more problems as well. So... <laughs> You'll find out more later in the episode yeah, about how we feel about it. Stay tuned. <laughs> so the last two, Soul and Luca, have been released early on Disney Plus and then have been like and free to stream upon release straight away. Yeah. So it's different to the premiere access that Disney have done for things like Mulan and uh, like Jungle Cruise and what else was on there? Cruella. Um where you obviously mm-hmm. you can pay a premium initially and then get it free eventually. Um these have been free from day one on Disney Plus. Um, yeah. And they won't be released in the cinemas, um, which has caused lots of controversy, especially with the animators at Pixar Studios, which is understandable, but we'll be discussing that later. And it'll be interesting to see if this is how they will be continuing to releasing their films going forward, or whether it's just down to COVID. Um, Only Hmm. time will tell. Yes, well, yeah, we will see. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. That brings us on to Disney fun fact number two. Mm-hmm. So Pixar excels at making audiences laugh, but all the fun and games wouldn't work as well without some heart. Despite the vast variety of fantastical worlds throughout Pixar's history, much of the emotion from these films comes from the directors and their experiences with reality. Yeah, because we know that through like onward, don't we? Mm-hmm. Um, because it was about I can't remember the director's name actually, but it was like to do with his story about him yeah. and his brother, wasn't it? And I know that Pete Doctor also put a lot of his own experience into Inside Out as yeah. well. Like he did a lot of like work with emotions and like he also put his own emotions yeah. into the film. So yeah, and I think that really shows when you watch those films. Like you, you can see like that it's just very um like realistic i think you can tell when it's like emotions aren't portrayed by someone who knows like yeah. how that feels i you know sometimes what I mean? think that's what sets them apart from yeah great disney films obviously lush disney films don't get me wrong <laughs> yeah don't come out <laughs> i'm not saying down with disney films but like when you've got your like core disney animated films and you put them mm-hmm. next to pixar films quite often your core disney films are kind of more more fantastical in the yeah. sense of like they follow that kind of adventure story it's more about like it's often sometimes less rooted in reality it's more in like fairy yeah. tales and stuff like that whereas when you look at pixar even though the situations are fantastical the focus of the story is quite typically like quite relatable so when we've looked yeah. at things like obviously you know emotions kind of 
whether you're dealing with your life in the way you should be, like with your like relationship with your your mom, relationship with your dad, like grief, all these different things that are individuals can relate to mm. what's happening on screen. It's a lot harder to do that if it's like people are falling in love over two days. <laughs> like Yeah, exactly. We, we yeah. embrace that and it's part of like the, the Disney tale, but it makes it just not as relatable, I don't think. So that's no. part of the the extra extra is the wrong word like the different magic about pixar i think yeah it's a bit more human yeah it's like more authentic i think yeah. more of an authentic experience or representation of a human a human yeah. experience or human mm-hmm. emotions I even think. if the setting itself is fantastical and i think that's yeah. maybe why encanto has done so well mm. because encanto i think has brought a lot of that those elements into it. it's obviously been about family yeah. and about emotions and pressure on yourself and expectations Definitely. You can listen to our Encanto episodes, episode 35, <laughs> if you haven't already, um, for more information. <laughs> but I think that's why that's connected with people so much with the songs, etc., is because it yeah, is I everyone agree. can look at that film and go, oh, I'm Louisa, I'm yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Which isn't always the way in Disney films. I like to think I'm Rapunzel, but do I have 50-foot-long hair and up in a tower? Yeah. No. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's not it's not always, you know, relatable experience. No. So I think that's, that, that personal experience from directors really shines through and makes yeah it, and that's what makes a pixar film a pixar film yeah definitely and i think the thing is like i've read quite a lot about this as well this is how they come up with their ideas for films so it's not mm. like not purely obviously there is like storyboarding and everything like that but like i think because they suggest these ideas like from their like own experience or their own memories mm-hmm. it's just it it brings so much like authenticity and therefore also like realistic human experiences and emotions and it also manages to make it in a magical way still so that you know it's still like a disney pixar film Mm -hmm. but like it's like you said there's still a fantastical kind of overlay if you like but the core of it is all about like a realistic human experience that we can all relate to in some form and obviously as we've said some films are more relatable than others because it depends on what experiences you have but i think that's the great thing so yes Oh, now it's time. It's time. What have we been waiting for? Definitely wasn't story. <laughs> it's time to discuss our favourite. Oh, goodness. Pixar. Oh, I see. I'm going first. I just well, actually, it was a natural jump, but, you know. That's fine. So we know there's 24 releases. So this wasn't an easy task. And apparently no. I'm going to share my first choice. Even though usually, you'll, listeners, you'll notice... If one of us starts, we typically ask the question, but that's okay. Well, well, I just gave the last one fact, so actually, I'm afraid it's It's your time. (laughs) Are you just you trying to say you're not confident about your choices? No, no, I just think it's been an interesting decision from you to put Mm. me first. But okay, okay. Well, I go first with our other list, so actually, it balances out, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so what we'll do is we'll do like one each I won't list yeah, all yeah. five because you'll be bored so, yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll... I love how I said yeah I'm like yeah. I would be bored <laughs> there was no hesitation from you then you're like yeah I'll be bored as well listening yeah. to you, you go on. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'll do one Rosie are we going to say whether that's on our list or not now wait oh um no, we don't reveal. Oh. We don't reveal until oh. the next bit. So we, we say them. We can react, because sometimes I can't help myself but react to what you said. <laughs> uh, but we don't reveal if it's on our list okay. until we get to the next segment. Because it's suspenseful. The listeners so, love it. Because it actually... <laughs> let us know if you love it. Because <laughs> I 
was the name in the parks one. We, we were like, oh, that wasn't on my list. So I wanted to check before I messed it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Okay. okay. <clears throat> so my first one, are we ready? Everyone ready? Everyone, <laughs> pause now for a cup of tea or a chocolate bar. Like, <laughs> are you ready, Rosie, for number one on my top five Pixar films? So number yeah. one on my list. If you haven't got this one, I'm going to hang up. It's, <laughs> it's Brave. Is a top one on mine. What? <laughs> That's one of your favourite Pixar films? You've never mentioned that film before. Listen, I haven't mentioned okay? Brave in many, many episodes. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've had a Brave run. Um, <laughs> so Yeah, what, what a shock that choice is. <laughs> um, so Brave is one of my favourite Pixar films, and I think people often forget that it's Pixar. Yeah, and I kind of definitely. blame the fact that it's Pixar on her lack of popularity. Yeah, um, yeah. I feel I, like she's I quite often that. thanks, thanks. I feel like she's quite often forgotten as a Disney princess because she's like a Pixar. It's like she's like the awkward cousin people forget that is coming to the party yeah. and like, mm, we haven't set you a place. Um, Very sad. <laughs> it is sad, but I love I love Brave for many reasons. Yes. Number one, I mean, it's beautiful. The film itself is stunning, and I think the oh. fact that it's set in like a, in Scotland, which is obviously like closer to us, and like, the, yeah. like in England, is really nice. Um, I think the representation for like a Scottish princess was amazing. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that was great. My big reasons for loving it, obviously, the animation and like, the fantasy element, because I love like with the wisps and the witch and the magic. Like I yeah. think that's really cool. But I love the simplicity of the story and like mm-hmm. how it focuses very much on a mum and her daughter. And I think the reason I love that so much about this film is because I love my mum very, very much. <laughs> and me and my mum are quite close. And I feel like I look up to my mum quite a lot. And it's in those teenage years where like she's struggling to get along with her mum. And I think we've all had that situation yeah. growing up, especially if you're quite similar to your mum. Yes. It can kind of be hard to try and figure out. As you grow up, it can kind of be hard to figure out where you both fit mm-hmm. in the relationship. Kind of butt heads a bit. Yeah. Um, but because so many Disney films, like the straight Disney films, kill the mum off. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's not a relationship that is shown a lot. No. And quite often it's kind of like parents are often quite absent anyway in these films. But typically mm. it's the dad who is the more interesting parent, who is the more kind of, you know, I want to impress my dad because he's the king usually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Usually the one how that's in a position of power that yeah. isn't a villain, basically. <laughs> yeah. So... I loved that that was so refreshing that the mum not only was alive the whole film, but mm-hmm. was so present and a major part of the story. Um, yeah. And again, that idea that, because I think we've said about before in Pixar, when we've talked about in our Coke episodes and our Onward episodes, um, is that people connect with different Pixar films for different personal reasons, on like we've said about reality situations. And I think this for me about like a mum and her, an eldest daughter and her mum and that relationship just resonates with me so much not that i've watched her mom into a bear just to clarify <laughs> mom <laughs> if you're listening i never want to turn you into a bear but i just think that like real understanding of like growing up and maturing in your relationship yeah, and... yeah. i mean my mom haven't had major problems it makes me sound like we've had like massive fights but i just think more that relationship learning to like grow in respect and, and that real love that you have for your mom is a very special bond um yeah but i know not everyone's lucky enough to have but i could very lucky lucky to have that with my mom um so i, I I just love that the film does that in such a beautiful, realistic way. Yeah. Despite the bear. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? <laughs> like it's it's very realistic in the fact that like both both of them are kind of doing the right thing for like what they think is the right thing and it's Yeah. And neither of them are the villain, because it isn't really a villain in this apart from like the bear, but that's not really his fault because No, there isn't really a villain. No. 
So I think I love that. I love that there's no... I love also the whole man thing. As a single woman, <laughs> I loved the whole element of... I mean, don't get me wrong. I love I love Flame Rider and I love all of that. But mm. that I'm manager of Dunbrock oh. and I'll be fighting for my own hand. I want that, like, tattooed it's, across my head. Like, <laughs> it's just the best thing. Like, like, to see a Disney princess do that. Yeah. And to willingly be like, none of these men, I'm not even interested. Like, yeah. this is ridiculous. I've got my, I just want to shoot my bow and arrow and live my best life and do things for me. I just thought, like, and the idea that I can be queen without a man, like, I'll yeah, be yeah. enough. I love that. So, that I think, for, yeah, so for me, the, the fantasy elements of it, the animation's beautiful, the story's beautiful. It's very simple. You don't need a love interest. It's about a mom and a daughter. Yep, and again, like, and I think as well, like my relationship with my dad is quite similar to <laughs> Mary's relationship with her dad, like kind of like fun, goofy, laughing, like. Yeah. So I, I liked that idea as well. Like, the dad was still very um, kind of prominent and, you know, obviously he was the king and stuff, but he also had that fun, goofy side of him that a lot of Disney mm-hmm. kings don't have either. So I thought it just was like Yeah, a nice... they can be quite serious and absolute yeah. personality. yeah. Very, very... Oh, nicely put. Well, well done. Um, <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Sometimes. <laughs> every, like, <laughs> couple of seconds. <laughs> so, yeah. That, and the music. Oh, my goodness. Oh, the music. The music oh. in this is so often underrated. And then, like, her hair as well. And just, like... Because I think she has, like, a real natural beauty element to her as well. Oh, because, definitely. Because, like, she's got, like, her natural, like, red curls. And, yeah. and obviously, I'm wearing makeup. And, like, I'm that kind of tomboyish oh, side of her with the, the bow and arrow. Um... And I think it also it poses a few good questions around like, the whole idea of like relationships and just and discussion and transparency and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. But also like the whole conversation with the tribes and the and the clans, sorry, the clans and how they oh, kind yeah. of work together and how that whole idea of like you're better together than apart kind of spans yeah. across so many of the elements of the story. So and the Wii game is excellent for anyone who, <laughs> <laughs> who still plays on their Wii. <laughs> I think I got the Brave game for three pounds. Um fantastic so i strongly recommend um, i was about to say we're not sponsored but like realistically it's not gonna be like new you're not gonna be able to no. buy that like new <laughs> so like, we're good <laughs> like 2009 or something like that <laughs> i bought it from cex to cex if you want to call out for a partnership you let me know <laughs> um, imagine oh, i'll oh. give my look for that i love cex um same oh anyway moving on from our dream brands um <laughs> So yeah, so that I don't think that will be a surprise to you because I think I like bra- what do you Brave. Mean? I was absolutely shocked. <laughs> like Brave, not only is in my top five Pixar films, it's in yeah. the top four of any of my Disney Pixar films yeah, favorites. Exactly. Um, it's in my top four, so she's so, um a babe, and I think because she's underrated and she's not in a lot of merch and all that kind of stuff. Oh like, yeah, it, I know. It's very unjust. Um, it is it really is because even at the time when it was released mm. like there wasn't a lot of merch and then that merch was so exclusive like they didn't keep it around in the disney store for very no. long but like, if you missed it you literally did miss it mm. like i remember sourcing because one of my uh, friends she loved brave as well and for christmas one year like i got one of the little bears one oh, of the little yeah. brother bears um the bears our brothers not brother bear not to be confused because <laughs> um, they're so cute and like i remember i had to source it from ebay like i had to look oh. so far and wide for this bear and it's just purely because like they barely kept that merch around barely. and then they've not released <laughs> they've not released any new merch no, really revived it so angry because like she's on some of the other like princesses stuff but like 
she's just so good and I just feel like the fact that she's not got any merch the fact that she's kind of like never really mentioned and then everything that is brought out is more kind of like the cartoony version of her as well I'm like mm, yeah really I know it's not it's not the stylized look but look no. it's not it's not the one we want basically we need to design the brave merch pitch it to Disney we do Disney needs to design it it'll be popular it'll sell out yeah and there we go <laughs> especially because like I mean the writing in that is this beautiful quote throughout oh, the, the imagery the songs the colours yeah. the like whole Celtic symbols there's yeah. so much you could do with it and it's just a shame Definitely. that like because I remember this film coming out actually and I <laughs> my mum took me to see it like we went with my mum and my um must my siblings at the time as well and she said i will take you she goes but i'm only you can only come if you don't do a scottish accent the whole way through because uh. <laughs> my mum never at that time to be fair i couldn't do a scottish accent so like that's what i remember about that film as well is that like i remember coming out my mum was like if you keep doing a scottish accent afterwards like i'm never taking you to see a disney film ever again <laughs> uh. um so yeah Aww. yeah it's a nice little fact about me going to the film i remember going to Ooh. see it but i didn't remember a lot of merch around it which is a shame so uh yeah yeah, I wasn't even in the park, so I don't really remember. She's also kind of like slightly, she is slightly hidden in like Disney World and stuff as well. Like she's not got her own, she's got her own area, but it's kind of like opposite Cosmic Rays. It's like yeah. quite a random space to be in as well, and so like there's no shop nearby that would be like mm. correspond with her. So she deserves more, basically. She does, and she, but she's in my top five. So there's my first one. Okay. Right, you ready for my first? Oh, one? I don't know. Okay, yeah. This one's this one could turn a few. <laughs> oh, are you going rogue straight away? Are you? No, no. So my my first one, just so you know, this isn't in like an order. So this isn't my favorite no. one, by the way. Just before anyone like kicks off. For us. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it only makes sense. So my first one is brave. <laughs> interesting so i also love this film i don't feel like i talk about how much i love it like that much so it may have been a surprise to you i don't know mm. but i absolutely I adore <laughs> i adore this film i adore it and one of the main reasons i adore this film is the music the music oh. is absolutely outstanding the songs like obviously they're not like the traditional disney princess no. because it's a pixar film it's not those songs but like the soundtrack has some of my favorite oh, yeah, songs on it and like touch the sky and they're like like i'll be singing along to that at my desk like <laughs> just outstanding that soundtrack yeah. and obviously the animation is absolutely incredible because it is you're right like it's nice to see like scotland like represented yeah. in like a, in a princess film or just even in an animated film mm -hmm. in that way like especially as you said because it's so close to home for us like it's nice to see that and I also think Merida I feel like I can relate to her a lot because um, my mum's probably gonna listen to this episode so hi <laughs> <laughs> but um I feel like when I was younger I would do silly things in reaction like I'd make quite like sudden like decisions about something like if I was told to do something and I didn't agree with it I feel like what well, this is quite a lot younger this isn't in recent times I don't still do this like I feel week. like I feel like I would probably like you know be annoyed or like I'd be annoyed at a decision that was made or like I wasn't allowed to do something or something like that and I can relate to that feeling in the moment where you're like I'll do anything to not have to do this yeah. or, like to, to be able to yeah. do this and so I really honestly do relate to the whole like 
uh, biscuit and bear situation yeah. like I really relate to that like making that like rash decision and like going through with it not that I've done this my mum <laughs> is not a bear but like I really relate to like how that feels like and like this to be honest like I suppose we all have that feeling it's not just when you're a child but especially when I was younger like something would feel like the end of the world and I'd do any, anything you'd to feel like... so unjust wouldn't you and like no one yeah like, the most stupidest thing you'd be like no one knows the torment I'm facing honestly and it'd be something like you can't go out with your mates at the weekend literally so like... <laughs> it would be something like that or like oh no we, we, we can't do that this weekend or like oh no you can't buy that because like whatever reason yeah. like it'd be things like that and I'd be there like plotting like my, my way to make sure <laughs> it does happen so I definitely feel like I relate to Merida in that respect because you know <laughs> not that I do something quite as treacherous <laughs> but you never know when you have and those to be fair thoughts. she doesn't plan the whole bear thing no she is misled she, she is. is but again that's another thing that I think they convey so well I know she's not a young child but she's still learning yeah. the ways of the world and she's learning where she fits in she's learning who to trust and everything mm-hmm. like that and finding herself I feel like that's a very relatable moment where yeah. she's misled and she's got herself into a situation and she doesn't know what to do about it no. that's a very 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 highly relatable thing so I just love Merida I think she's just I think she's just so like raw like I don't know if that makes sense but like it's like you were saying how she doesn't wear makeup she's got like her natural yeah. hair like she's just so natural looking but she's also so natural in the way she acts and the way she mm-hmm. thinks like well why can't I just do what I want like what why are they, they're all these yeah things? even like, the I don't way get she's it. like eating a dinner or like <laughs> yeah and, like stomps and her hair's in her face like yeah. it's all just very natural it is, especially like when she goes and rides Angus, like as well. Like she's just like living her best life, riding a horse, and then she's doing an archery. Even though like her mum's like, oh, that's not. That's I just not love the her quote when she's like, "Mum, it's just my ball." <laughs> I was like, "A princess does not stop her gob." <laughs> just like it's so funny the film as well. Like it's just it so is. Funny. It's really, really, really funny, and yeah, like the story like itself is quite simplistic, but like just so deep and meaningful yeah. and relatable which is obviously what we said Pixar are just so great at but I love that film I would never mm-hmm. say no to watching it I, I actually think I might watch it this weekend because I haven't <laughs> seen it in quite a while yeah, but I just love it I just think it's, it's just so beautiful and I think that there's no like redundant like main characters in it like yeah. I feel like everyone's got like quite a good part in it like yeah. in the family like even like even the brothers like yeah you don't hear them but like you see them and what you yeah. do you see of them are very like important bits so yeah oh, I just I just absolutely love that film so we both have that in our top Dude. five which I'm not yeah. really shocked at to be honest <laughs> I feel like we've gone with the like more obvious ones first <laughs> well you I definitely have safer. um <laughs> And my second one, I probably feel is quite obvious. I don't know. Um, my second one's Ratatouille. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of these films that I always forget like exists. <laughs> like, That's a great thing to say. <laughs> like when I was saying about putting my list together, I was like, okay, like I need to. Obviously, I was like, right, brave. I was on the list, and then another yes, one that is next. And then I sat down on my list tonight, and I was like, duh, Ratatouille, like. <laughs> This is a film that I can watch over and over and over again. Like, yeah. for me, like, this, I don't know what it is about it, but, like, because I, the thought of rats really freaks me out. But, oh, yeah. The story is just amazing. 
the animation and the setting and the like the twists and the turns and oh the music i love sitting and listening oh. to the music while i do work like it's such a yeah it's so beautiful music like the animation the whole like food side of it is so cool and i, I like the whole that whole like slogan like anyone can cook i love the message i love well. that yeah there's lots of inspirational quotes yeah. in that film and the whole like idea that like you know when Linguini you know doesn't really think he can do anything and it turns out he can yeah <laughs> um, and again, like he's the, obviously him and Remy are the protagonists, but like he's a bumbling, <laughs> awkward, like like little man really who like doesn't really know his place in the world, and that's yeah. very like that's not often the protagonist that you would guy, especially for a guy no. that you would get to see. So I think that's really cool, and I think and I also love that we watch Remy go on a journey as well. Like mm-hmm. it's not like the protagonists are complicated, like because. Remy lets Louis, okay, Luigi, <laughs> Linguini, <laughs> it's a crossover with Mario, um, lets like Linguini down, but Linguini also lets Remy down. So yeah. I think like that whole like flawed element and the fact that they, we see them kind of grow with their success and then how success can be limiting and it shows all those different sides to it as well. So it doesn't glamorize yeah. things too much. And it's just, for me, it's just such a beautiful film. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't end, I feel like with most Pixar films, it doesn't end the way you expect it to end. Yeah. Like, their restaurant get closed. <laughs> like, I look yeah. when you watch it and you're like, this is going to save the restaurant. And then it's like, then the restaurant closed because of rat infestation. So I feel yeah. like that's a cool thing. Like, the film is never ending the way the, the conventional happy ending. Yeah. Which um, is a reminder that's like, you know, what one of my friends, Jenna, who probably will listen, listen to other episodes, her, her mom has a saying that's like, what's for you won't go by you. And I think, like, that's what often what Pixar kind of shows is that idea, especially in this film, is yeah, that idea of definitely. like what you're supposed to have and what you're supposed to get in life and the path you're meant to take will find you eventually. Um, you want to just, just keep trying. So yeah, I think visually it's beautiful. Like mm. the story is amazing. I love that it's set in France. Like it's just such a nice like, and it's in Paris. And we get the proper like French setting and yeah. the music is just stunning. So yeah, I love this film. The end. <laughs> the end. <laughs> The end. Finn. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Little French lessons. Throw it in there. <laughs> Merci beaucoup. <laughs> I'm sorry, I right. can't actually speak French. They're probably just for the French people. It's just, you know, mm. yeah, for yeah, the yeah. listeners. <laughs> it's for your entertainment. <laughs> it's the fake pronunciation. Um, right, my second one. Um, well, I feel like we're on a bit of a path here. Oh, I see. And I, d- I did expect this, so it's okay to some extent. I, I did expect this to happen. <clears throat> and so, obviously, um, Ratatouille is also on my list. And, well, the thing is, we're better off getting the ones that we've... That's why I didn't talk too much, like... Because I didn't realise it was good. I thought it might be on your list as well. So I was like... Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like we've both had the same... Because we're quite in sync with things, so it makes mm. sense that, like, some of ours are the same because yeah. the reasons that we like them, like, match up with what we've said in other Very true, very episodes. true. So, yes, Ratatouille. I love Ratatouille. I love what you were saying as well about Linguini and Remy because I feel like Remy especially I mean Linguini does as well of course like he starts off as like not a very nice guy to be honest like yes he's awkward <laughs> and bumbling around but he's just, he's not very nice like the way he like speaks to people yeah, isn't very nice At the beginning. yeah yeah like okay. I don't think he's that nice to be honest we'll do a Ratatouille review and get more into it we haven't got yes right now, to we'll... be honest it's been a while since I've seen it but that's how I remember no I don't I don't remember liking I mean, he's him. not very <laughs> 
like, like he goes like in my head he goes not very nice to like the middle one he's getting more successful and stuff yeah yeah, but, we'll but it's the way he mm-hmm. treats Remy at the beginning as well. Like even though yeah, he but takes it is him a in, rat. I know, but still, <laughs> you've decided like you're gonna keep him, so like you know, you might as well be nice. But anyway, my point is that <laughs> Remy goes on like obviously very much a literal journey, but like he is so like sure and like arrogant. I would I would describe him as arrogant mm. in the way that he lives with his family and he just thinks like, oh my family don't get me at all. Like there's no point even trying to convince them like about everything that I am interested in because I've tried it before and like that they show no interest and I can't change their minds. Which I get obviously I understand that's frustrating. But it's like he places himself above them like mm-hmm. in like a hierarchy he's like I'm above like yeah like his, his dad especially like he's like my dad doesn't get it and then and he goes on the whole journey in the film and like he realizes that actually like he's not the best of the best he's not always right he yeah. also can he could use input from other people basically yeah. like he tries to do a lot of things on his own in the beginning and like restricts it to just what he thinks because he yeah. thinks he knows best and as soon as he starts collaborating with people and letting them in more like things actually become more of a success and like so that's that's what I think anyway yeah. so I really enjoy seeing both their journeys but I also love Colette I love her like she oh, yeah. she's just so like brutally honest and so <laughs> blunt which is obviously like quite uh, traditionally or like stereotypically cultural French yeah. thing um but like, I just love the way that she like calls Linguini out like because she says things like oh just because I'm a woman like does that mean that I'm, I don't deserve to be here and like yeah. and like she's like I worked my way up you you just got lucky like you were just doing like the yeah. bins and now you're suddenly like this amazing <laughs> chef like how dare you I love how she calls him out for that and like acknowledges the fact yeah. that like um things can be quite unfair in the world Mm. so I like that I think there's actually quite a lot of deep things within the film I think it's got quite a lot of different themes going on it has yeah they're very complicated characters as well yeah they definitely are and yeah the setting is beautiful the animation is beautiful the details of the animation in that film I think particularly because there's food Mm. is just incredible because the food looks so realistic like I've always wanted to try that particular ratatouille dish they actually make like the slices the way they slice the vegetables (laughs) like it looks absolutely divine so you can tell they've done a good job if you actually are like your mouth is watering at the food that they put in a film that isn't real and then of course at the end like with how they've got like the rats in the restaurant and they have like their own little floor where they're like serving like the rats and then obviously yeah. like they're oh, also yeah. a part of the whole kitchen as well that is so cute and it's like it's details like that and also the way that like Remy enjoys his little um view from the Green's apartment when he first moves in like he's looking out on the Eiffel Tower and he can also see Gusto's yeah like there's just lots of details in it that really like I, I remember, like, when I think about that, that film, they're the things that stick with me. Yeah. So, and the yeah. music. I love music that little scene at the end where they've got their own little, I love that bit, like, with their own little oh, restaurant. I just think it's so nice. It's just so, it's just so cute. And I think the fact that they've managed to pull off a film that is, like, about rats yeah, well, it's and like make Charlotte's it cute. Web, isn't it? Like, how can you yeah. make people normally, like, a of grossed out by be so lovely. yeah it's it's nice because again like i know this is probably a bit deep but like again it's like you know um inclusivity in terms of like you know don't judge 
someone because of who they yeah. are and what they are it's that kind of like at a very very small level but it's it's nice that like they've managed to turn something that people normally kind of like squirm at and not a massive fan of yeah. into like a really lovable character or characters in this yeah. film I just I love that and I think yeah Pixar do that with a lot a lot of um things like monsters yeah. so I agree yes uh, that's that's my second choice okay. again in no particular order, but no. <laughs> I also love Ratatouille. Before we the results from the X Factor, they're like in no particular order. <laughs> oh, actually, on the Ratatouille note, though, just before we move oh. on, sorry, I have to mention this. When I went home to see my parents recently, mm. I went into the kitchen. There wasn't a rat. No, no rats. Um, but like when I was younger, I used to have loads of like Ratatouille like toys and stuff because like me and my brother both loved it, and we also used to go to France quite a bit, so they had yeah. more like Ratatouille merch when we went there. And like we had this like Remy that was like a talking one, like if you like, I think it was like if you pressed his hand or something, and he had like the chef's hat and everything. Aww. And that this was ages ago, but like my dad, like it was out in the kitchen when I went home recently. Because mm. like I found this, I found this Remy, Aww. and it's like it still works. Like you didn't even need to change the batteries. So he was like pressing this Remy when I was in the kitchen, and it was playing all the like music from Ratatouille. It was just, it's just really cute. Was it and like a like a McDonald's toy one or like a proper no it was like I don't think it was a Disney store one it might have been actually but I feel like it might have been like a Hasbro one you yeah, know the ones yeah, that where yeah. it's just like a action um, and it makes all the Aww. noises and stuff yeah it's quite a big one um, yeah. but yeah so That's clearly funny. I've always loved that film since yeah, it came out yeah because my brother had the, back, back in the day before streaming um, my brother had the DVD of Ratatouille and I used to borrow it all the time like oh. it used to, because we, we both had it, we both had remember you used to have this like DVD like holders and they oh, could like yeah. flip through your DVDs. We both yeah. had one of those, and his had Ratatouille in it, and I was always so jealous because I loved that film. So I used to be like, "Can I borrow your Ratatouille DVD?" Um, yeah, I love that one. So that, again, that was yeah. a funny, I remember just thinking all the time because he'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, sure," and it was constantly one that I would be like, sleep, like stealing from his room. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so nice. Like when you think about the memories that we have attached to these films. Very true. Uh, speaking oh, of memories attached to films, I'm feeling this one. <laughs> I think this one might be another double one, but we'll see. Um, mm-hmm. On my list is Inside Out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was on my top five. I just think that f- again, that's a film that I feel like I can watch over and over again. It's suitable to watch with anyone. Yeah, and a film that I feel like everyone can enjoy. Mm-hmm. And just like how clever it is, I know. and how. I just I'll never get over how clever that how they managed to make like mental well-being and your emotions like s- such a good animated film like I'll never I understand know. how that managed to be so good like from the ideas room to that is just crazy. It's, yeah, it's amazing. Um and to be honest, the first time I saw Inside Out, I thought the ending was a letdown. I was like, what does that even mean? I was like, <laughs> That's ridiculous. Like, what does she mean? It's suddenly a sad memory as well. That's ridiculous. And my mum was like, it's really insightful. And she explained it to me. And I was like, nah, I'm not having that moment. I was like, this is such a waste of time. (laughs) (laughs) Even the rest of the film was great. I was like, this feels like a cop-out. I was like, we've just got back up to the the um to hq i was like and now so i was fuming but the more i've watched it, i do understand and it is very intelligent um but i was clearly wasn't emotionally mature back then Um, (laughs) i also love like the colors and like that you can actually see you can't see listeners so rosie can probably see i have joy actually just behind me yeah my joy plush from disney store is sat chilling (laughs) um 
because I feel like I love for me like I love all the characters don't get me wrong but I feel like I mean I think Rosie I think you you probably prefer sadness but I like Joy yeah. was like my oh like sometimes when I'm feeling down or sad I'm just like and I, I watch Inside Out and I'm like I can be more like Joy like I need to channel <laughs> the positives in life like and and the colours and how beautiful it was and the family relationships and again not much actually happens like within Riley's life no in this, like, I mean, stuff has happened, but like, it's not like she goes on an adventure like in Onward. Mm-hmm. Like, she moves home. <laughs> so, like, if you gave it as a description for a film, like, a child moves home. <laughs> yeah. You would think yeah. that sounds dreadful. But, I, yeah, I just think it's so it's so mature and it seems, and it manages to, like, share those things with, like, children and adults alike can love that film. Yeah. Um, I just think it's incredible. And, again, it's a film I feel like I can watch anytime, anywhere. It taught me things. It's so mm-hmm. creative. It's so emotional. It's so funny. It the, the music is so original and inventive. And and, and like I say, I can watch it with anyone. Like I feel like it's quite a yeah. good film to introduce people to like animated films or stuff with because it's it's so clever. Um, yeah. And it's obviously like backed up by all these like scientific theories, all that kind of stuff. So I just think it's a, such a good film. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those things. No matter how many times I watched it. I still chuckle. I still kind of like think, wow, that's so cool. like like the the train of thought will get me every single time. Oh, like, it's just so that. funny. I absolutely love that. So clever. <laughs> yeah. Um. The dream stuff, all of that. I just think it's so. Again, it's that creating a world within our own world. Yeah. It's so relatable. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just love it. I just think it's. I think the mark of me on whether that like this film is good as I could literally watch that. And anytime someone's actually watching Inside Out, I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, don't think I could ever not absolutely. be in the mood for Inside Out. So, yeah. That's it's our number. It's my third choice, but not in the new order. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love how we're like so like keen to clarify. We're yeah, like, don't, don't, wanna... don't tell us this is our favourite. I texted Rosie and I was like, just to check what episode we'll be doing again. And I was like, right, we're doing this one, aren't we? I was like, are we doing them in order? <laughs> and she was like, absolutely not. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I could even do that. Like, I actually don't think I could do it. I could it. No. Well, yeah, it's it's just too hard. The episode would be like, hey, everyone, welcome to episode thirty-six. And um, we don't have an episode because it was too hard. Thank yeah. you for <laughs> Yeah, enjoy. Thanks for your time. Um. Okay. Right. Well. Uh. Yeah. So. My third one's inside out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense to say them at the same time. Otherwise, it'd well, be a bit yeah. like strange to be like oh yeah by the way that's also one of mine um yeah this film is one of my favorite films like of all time like I'm it's definitely in my top 10 favorite films and um which is why I did my dissertation on it actually and I've done a lot of research research. yes yes (laughs) there's a lot of research into that and like I think the thing that gets me about this film is obviously the animation is outstanding and we all know I'm an animation like fan so like amazing but the thing that gets me the most about this film is the way that it portrays emotions in such a tangible way where anyone that watches it okay not like a a two-month-year-old potentially but (laughs) anyone to an extent that watches it can relate and understand the emotions in some way that Riley is feeling and I think sometimes conveying emotions emotions (laughs) that are tangible and actually like relatable but you can really truly say that you've felt an emotion similar to that or experienced an emotion similar to that 
it can be really hard for films to get that right and actually make it realistic yeah. and authentic. And I think it was actually a really ambitious thing to do to make a film about emotions and actually like show these emotions as like physical like in terms of the film physical but obviously they're in your mind um and the fact that they kind of showed you like what it could look like, look like in your mind like what your emotions could look like and how they can like drive you and define who you are yeah. and like you know I just think that is so incredibly complex but you it's not complex to watch and that's what no. I love the most about it it's an easy film to watch you understand what's going on the plot's not difficult but what's behind this film is so complex because it's dealing with emotions which we all experience in such different ways which we see when we see the at yeah. the end the emotions in uh, like the mum's head even the cat's head yeah. like you we can see that like we all have different emotions that drive us the most like a more prominent emotion yeah. some of us have like different levels of different emotions in our heads some of us don't really experience certain emotions that much some of for some of us that is what drives us like through yeah. our days and I think that to me especially for children at the moment especially mm-hmm. it's so important for children to understand that they're not alone in what they feel and what they feel is valid and I think this film was a game changer for me when I, I think I can't remember how old I was when this came out I think I was still at school I might have been in college I can't remember and I just remember thinking like it's crazy how different like our emotions can be but at the same time that we've all had some sort of emotional experience mm. that we can relate to one another with and I just think that's what this film shows to me is that it's okay to feel emotions Mm -hmm. no emotions like you know not valid and embrace your emotions but you know don't let one emotion drive you and define you through life because you need all of your emotions to be who you are I think that was for me one of the key takeaways and that's something I looked at a lot in my dissertation is the fact that obviously you were saying with Joy she's amazing she's great she's so positive and I love her for that but you can't have Joy without feeling moments of sadness and that is one of the key points from this film is that yes sadness is meant to be this like annoying character who like drags everyone down and like ruins their day because she's so annoying but actually we see her (laughs) she is but then we see when she's needed most and how she can handle things a lot better than joy can in some situations they both have their strengths and weaknesses so it just shows in a really really simplistic way like i said a tangible way that just you know just because you're feeling sad for a period of time doesn't mean you won't ever be happy again you know Mm -hmm. like it just means to me that you know your emotions are all valid and you should experience them all and you know embrace them but you know just I don't know it's it's just so beautiful I could go on about it forever we definitely (laughs) need to do an episode about it um it's just I just love it I think I what's it. great I is that it gives people a, a way, like you're right, like it's, it shouldn't be so simple and easy to understand, but it is, and that's, that's the genius yeah. behind it, is they managed to simplify a really complicated, like our brains are so complicated. Yeah, to, it's so complicated. And the way that we understand them is complicated, so I think to simplify that down, for, to work for children, like, like they did with Soul and all of the oh, afterlife, yeah. like, to simplify that down but not lose the value and meaning of yeah. what it is. And I think yeah. what's cool is that it probably gives more so kids, I guess, 
a way to articulate their feelings because it can be really hard yeah. even as adults to like articulate how you are feeling and oh, i imagine yeah, for definitely. children like after seeing that film they can kind of probably identify more like you know what are you feeling and they can attach that emotion to something tangible and think actually, yeah like, you know i'm feeling more like joy today i'm feeling more like sadness and and i think when you, you're right when you talk about the idea of it being like you need all the emotions i think it also teaches us that we shouldn't resisting an emotion is not healthy yeah definitely yeah because we see that like joy tries to hold sadness back for so long because you think yeah that her like false positivity and like positive mindset it can work you know but we all have those days where we just need to be like oh my gosh like i need to just blur um, yeah you can't she, run off one emotion no and i think the problem as well with that is she kind of holds her back so long that when sadness finally does come it's like overwhelming whereas yeah. like if she'd been allowed to have her moment initially, it probably wouldn't have been such a, an overwhelming feeling. Yeah, emotion, so. yeah, it would have been more like manageable. Yeah, so I think if that's such a good, a good way, especially in our kind of culture of burnout and like positivity and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, so yes, many expectations. Important, but it's okay to feel the yeah. emotion sometimes too. It taught me that because I'm on that person. It's like you have to positive, stay positive, stay positive all the time. And I think it reminds me that actually, like, you know what, it's all right. <laughs> it's okay to have a day where joy maybe isn't in the in the sea and i guess as well like for kids it's also quite nice that idea around like because the the emotions are the same in people's heads but obviously like slightly different and the yeah. idea that like your parents feel what you feel as well yeah and, like, everyone has emotions so yeah you're right it's an i think it's so clever how they've made all that complicated jargon if you like so simple and a real easy way for people to articulate how they're feeling because it's not an easy thing to do no it's not and yeah, I just think it's so important from like a mental well-being, mental health perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, I think this film really helps people that might be struggling because, like, it makes you realise that other people are struggling too, and like, everyone has emotions, everyone feels these emotions, and we've all had very similar emotional experiences, and you're never alone in the way you feel. And it is so, a conversation as well, I guess, around yeah. emotions, and it, it gives people like a filter. I felt like yeah. a, a mechanism of, of, of something how to discuss your emotion it's like yeah i think it opened up a big conversation around how we feel things and mental health and that kind of stuff so mm-hmm. yeah very definitely film. i think it really very much changed the conversation in a lot of ways particularly for children mm-hmm. like with how you know especially in schools as well because i know through my dissertation that they use inside out a lot of resources in schools after yeah. this film came out for the kids to like try and describe sense. their emotions more to spark conversations so yeah it's paved the way um for a lot of other films that have got, also got emotions in and yeah it's i just also amazing. think it changed pixar as well like pixar's mm. approach to things i think because you look after after inside out and you look at them things like soul and all mm. these things where it is more like that was such a risk i think we discussed this in maybe our soul episode we discussed like how risky it was to make a film like inside out which was just a psychology like it could be a psychology yeah, essay yeah. really um and it obviously paid off and they kind of realized that they could attach characters to these like intangible concepts yeah um, so i think it really like turned the wheel for pixar as well and kind of how they approach their films and how they approach their yeah. themes and they realized Definitely. i think it really broadened their horizon into what they could actually do in a film as well yeah yeah definitely made them realize like how like how experimental and creative that they can actually be with their films like mm-hmm. it pushed like their boundaries more i think with what they covered yeah. definitely i agree well we could talk about it all day but it's time for your number four <laughs> it is. i this one is gonna surprise you because surprise me but I'm oh like, god 
Oh, stop. Don't you make me feel nervous. <laughs> so my fourth <clears throat> choice on my list is Luca. Interesting. Okay. So okay. this one surprised me mm. when I was thinking about it. And I've only seen the film once. But Wow, this is a bold play. It is. It is. <laughs> but I just think that film, like... I couldn't really fault it. Like, I know when we talked about mm. it, obviously, you know, you find your elements that, like, that you, you know, you pick apart and say, actually, this one wasn't great or whatever, but... Yeah. The, the film itself, like, as we know, I love water. Well, yes, that's true. H2O vibes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the thought of going to, like, Italy and that whole, like, vibe as yeah. well. And I just think... Yeah. It's just so beautiful, that film, and the, the messaging and the whole, like, oh, I just... The idea about it focusing on friendship and how difficult friendships can be, and mm. and but then and then it looks at prejudice as well and being scared to be who you are, and I just and I just think the animation for it is just so so beautiful. I was like, I can't, I couldn't not have it on my list. Literally, but probably just because of the ocean, <laughs> but like the ocean and the pasta. But I just thought like it's the kind of film that like it puts so much of the things that I love together. Yeah. And the message was just, I got I think I got quite emotional watching that film. Like, obviously, at the end, you know, when he's, like, he rides down the hill on his, in the rain on his... Oh, on his gosh, bike. And again, yeah. when we talk about things that we relate to, like, for me, like, I consider myself... Sorry if you think I'm wrong, Rosie. But I consider myself, like, a really, like, loyal... Fr- and friendship is really, really important to me in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I... If, if someone is my friend, like, I will kind of go above and beyond if they're a proper friend. <laughs> and kind <laughs> of I'll always be there for friends and that kind of stuff. So I think for me that whole message, again, like with Brave, that whole message of friendship yeah. really resonated with me when I was watching it and that idea about, you know, sometimes, like, friends do let you down and how you deal with that and sometimes it can be tempting to be like, well, I don't need them in my life, like, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, I can have someone else, but actually, like, you really then miss that person and, and then, and, and and then the idea, like, of having, like, new friends come in and how you balance that and I just think, Again, it's such a mature film, even though it hides that quite well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and that whole like not being scared to be who you are, and just everything, and, and yeah, and the ocean. Because I just think yeah, the animation of that film is just absolutely. Oh, it's amazing. just incredible. So ah. realistic, like with the ocean. Yeah. And the Porto Porto Rosso. Oh, oh what a beautiful oh. place. And I think that's the thing is because I really want to go and visit like that area of the world so badly yeah. as well. It just oh. And then, like, obviously, like, the... I'm going to say the girlfriend, that sounds bad, but, like, the female <laughs> girlfriend. Um, like, that whole vibe with her and how adventurous she is and that whole, like, independent, like... Oh, yeah. Independent woman, but as a child and how it's okay for, like, girl kids to be adventurous and not dainty and, like, go she's out... She's so and, quirky. Yeah, and that whole... And obviously, she's very much, like... She fails and fails and fails and fails at things. Yeah. And yet, she knows what she wants and she just keeps trying different ways to do it, so... I love her as well. Oh. I just think, yeah, all the messages in there are kind of things I really resonate with, and the setting is just, it's beautiful. And again, it's quite sim. apart from the whole like, underwater sea thing, it's very <laughs> simplistic in its story, but a friend, yeah. about a story of how, of two friends and how they kind of navigate that friendship. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so that's on. It surprised me, but I was like, I can't, I, you know, when you've got like a feeling, I was like, this yeah. has to go on my list. Yeah, um, I had that with a couple of mine. Um, but like, <laughs> Oh, this this is just making me realise how hard this actually I know. is because I know. Oh, if I could have them all on my list, I would. Apart from one, guess the one in the in in a review that you leave us. Guess which one? 
<laughs> out of the 24 I wouldn't include oh it's hard it's especially so hard. In my fifth choice that's very offensive <laughs> you don't know what I'm referring to <laughs> <laughs> oh okay yeah oh what an excellent choice okay thanks I also really want to try I don't even know if I'd like it but I really want to try that pasta dish I don't oh. even know what it is but because you'll be proud of me, Rosie, I've become far less fussy in my food, as we know, over the years. Yes, yes, you have. And I, so you've said you I have, I've improved. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I really think I just really like to try that. And there's, there's a recipe for it online, so I'm have to try it. Oh, um, because I want I, it now. <laughs> yeah, it just looks so good. Just I want to try vibe. all of the Pixar food because it always looks. Mm incredible and so tasty I'm, oh i forgot a point from one. and i like the whole idea of like the whole like single dab but it wasn't like oh yeah it, obviously like the, the, she's not dead at the moment yeah yeah <laughs> like there's that kind of split but it's not the defining feature and the dad works so hard for his kid and like oh i love him even and, and that whole like masculine thing as well and like oh yeah just, there's so much packed into what initially looks like such a simple film yeah oh the soundtrack as well. I'm sorry, oh, but we have yeah. to mention. Beautiful. So yes, stunning. So, yes, bit of a bit of a surprise for both for both of us, maybe. But I just, I yeah, <laughs> I love that film. Um, and I definitely. Oh, so we've only seen it once. I will definitely yes. be watching it again. Okay. Okay. Well, excellent choice. <laughs> excellent choice. Um, yeah, I just like to point out that I do also love Luca, but it's not on my list potentially. <laughs> so yeah, I also love Luca. Just stop stealing my choice and go with your next one. <laughs> oh no, it's not. It's not. It's, I just said it's not. So, which one do I go with? Um, oh, sorry, what okay, do you mean? Well, I feel no, no, I've got two left. Oh, okay, I thought you were. I, I thought you meant like I feel which like... film should we pick from the long list of twenty-four? <laughs> I feel like if you're a loyal listener, you won't be surprised by this next one um, because we may have done a whole episode on it. So. Oh, I hope... oh. <laughs> so soul is one of my top five pixar films i just could not believe how much i loved this film like i just i really wasn't expecting to from the trailers which shows how much you can be deceived by trailers mm. and you have to go and watch the films i think moana was the biggest proof of that ever because the oh yeah was shocking <laughs> oh absolutely same with big hero six as well yeah. i'd like to point out there was barely anything um but yes, with Soul, I just had quite low expectations. Not You never have low expectations for Pixar, but like you're like, oh, I might like this. This might end up being nice, yeah. but I'm not going to be like, oh, this is going to be one of my favourites, like looking at the trailer. Mm-hmm. But this film just, it just broke me. I, Which you'll know from our three-hour episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. please feel free to listen in more detail as to why I love this film Once so much. Once referred to as a therapy session <laughs> by people listening. <laughs> Which I think is like, obviously we're not trained, but quite no. accurate if you're looking for like a, a nice <laughs> emotional discussion, potentially. But it just broke me, it really did. And I think because, again, it was so relatable, relatable to me at the time, it still is. But I think that theme in the film of not really knowing who you are what your purpose is what you want to do feeling like you know you're maybe behind people or like you're comparing yourself to other people and thinking oh how did they know they wanted to do that so soon like how do they know that that's like what they always wanted to do but then sometimes as we see on the flip side you think that and you think Mm -hmm. that's the only thing that'll make you happy and you get to that goal and you're like yes I made it but wait 
that's not the only thing to life. There's more to life. There's going on your balcony if you have one and having a cup of tea in the morning. Or there's going and getting a slice of pizza in New York City. Yeah. Like listening to the birds, listening to the breeze, like breathing in fresh air. And this film just showed both of those sides to life like so well. Like it showed that like, you know, people are so unsure about where they are in life and who they are and what they yeah. want to do and like they don't know what to do and they feel like that's a problem because they feel like, like they're, they're the only one that feels that yeah way. it's like society like it's like we well, should be at this stage by this point and by this yeah. age you should have done this this and this and all my friends have already done this so I'm really mm-hmm. behind I failed I'm a failure like what's the point that's the whole 22 vibes that like you know she gives off not quite in the way I said it but like she kind of represents that if you like like the kind of like I don't know what I'm here for like what is my purpose kind of vibes um and then on the flip side you have joe who thinks he knows what he wants to do he thinks he knows that that's like the only thing in life and the problem is he streamlines it to the point where he forgets to enjoy the ride and life outside of his dream like it's great to have a dream and it's amazing to have a dream and something to focus on but don't let life pass you by while you're focusing on that remember to take everything in around you and just value and appreciate the small moments and the important moments because joe misses a lot of those yeah and only when he's near has a near-death experience does he realize that he's missing yes that he's missing out on so much in life this film if you haven't seen it I implore you to watch it because it's just incredible and it makes me cry every time I watch it I I just think this is one of those films like Inside Out because obviously it's very heavily Mm -hmm. emotion based that it really really does nail the whole showing something in a tangible way in a realistic way in a relatable way with like a somewhat fantastical adventure it's not like the most fantastical Pixar film but obviously like showing um the before the what was it what is it even called i've forgotten the name you said it earlier you know the before where 22 the comes after, from the afterlife no 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 that's 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 the other end <laughs> you know where 22 starts is it the great the great, the great beyond, beyond is the at the end i think the great before is where she's from i think so that that part of it as well i just love i think the animation for that bit particularly um, is stunning and again like yeah. you said earlier like it shows something conceptually to, to children where they might not have been able to like quite imagine like what that's like and it, yeah. it gives them like an idea of like what it could be like before and like how you do come to be and you know all of that kind of stuff so it's just a wonderful film and I could yeah. go on about it but if you want me to just go back and listen <laughs> to episodes <laughs> which one is it episode 12 yeah, episode twelve. Go back and listen to that for an emotional journey. Settle down. Yeah, you with can a cup hear of tea. all of our thoughts in detail. Yeah, it's wonderful. So, <laughs> oh so, god, I'm so stressed. I don't think you're gonna get this. I don't. Not because of like, because I, I never talk about this film. Um, so apologies. Um, but the last one on my list is Toy Story Two. Okay. Okay. So I like Toy Story. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Yeah, but you'll never really hear me talk about like I love the Toy Story franchise. Whenever I watch it, I enjoy it. But it's not those films that I would like. Some people go hardcore for Toy Story. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Proper like proper hardcore. Yeah. Um, I've never been like that. But with Toy Story two, that was I remember when that film having that film and that was the film that I had on repeat so much when I was younger. Yeah. Um, 
I loved art. I think I loved the introduction of Jesse. I loved oh. the whole like Woody's roundup stuff. I loved the airport scenes. I loved oh, yeah. um Al's Toy Barn. Oh wow, what a revelation. I loved and I thought it was so funny, like when he just drove across the road, like where he lived, yeah. like the whole Barbie scenes, obviously like, the bit oh, with Buzz yeah. and the I just thought the whole thing, like obviously they're all very clever films, but and obviously oh, when she loved me. Oh, that's one of the best. That still songs. makes me lie, lie, cry. Lie. <laughs> it makes me lie to people. Cry to this day. Like, it's so, such it's a so beautiful, sad. sad song. And that song has honestly made me feel dreadful about ever throwing any toy out. Ever. Oh, I know. I know. I know. It's why I can't get rid of anything. It's traumatised like, me for the rest of my like, yeah, life. It has. If I ever think about, like, giving a toy to charity or something. Like, my mum had, like, because my mum's um, works in a school and she, um, had a like a Christmas fair like like last year the year before mm. and I donated quite a few of my stuffed toys oh, I get emotional talking about it and I remember <laughs> like seeing kids walking around like with my like it was on like a Teddy oh, Tombola no. store and it no. was lovely because I could see like the kids was happy like, with my, my old toys I didn't use anymore so it wasn't like I threw just like Jesse under the bed but I was like, oh. I couldn't watch that actually. I mean, that makes it worse. Like, I don't, because then I'd be like, no, that's mine. <laughs> Give it back. I was tempted. I was like, mm, that's not I'm yours. not done with that yet. <laughs> but that whole, and I think, like, and of course you've got the scene where he comes in and, like, fixes Woody up that whole, like, oh, the oh it's like, <laughs> there's just so much in that film to love. And then, like, when Woody's kind of questioning, like, his value and where he fits and, yeah, like, like yeah. I just think the fact, and again, like the music has always in those films is incredible. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like the general music as well as that main song. But I just, I think it was so clever, and I think especially like, as a kid because it introduced more toys that I was familiar with. Yeah, yeah. Like with the whole like Barbie and the the, the toy section, I just it was so funny. Um, and because like I love Toy Story three in like a different way because it was kind of like a different point in my life as far as emotional but I just feel like Toy Story 2 is again one that I could just watch like over and over I think the, intro- yeah. the introduction of Jessie for me as a, as, a, as a girl when I was younger was a big oh, deal oh yeah um, oh definitely yeah yeah and obviously you've got all the twists and turns of Stinky Pete and like it's, oh, a, it's a great Pete. story and how he's been tricked and that that final te- oh the tension when they're in the lift and it's like are they gonna oh, make it are they gonna go to to Tokyo they're going to I think is it yeah yeah it's, it's I think so oh the stress in those final minutes on and then when Zerg's like shooting tennis balls like the film does not stop it doesn't stop no, for doesn't. breath so yeah oh. just it's quite different from other choices um. Mm. But I think like it's attached to a lot of nostalgia for me. When I was sat looking yeah. at all the list, I thought Toy Story Two was a film that when I was younger, like I just would watch all the time. And I mm. don't know why I haven't watched it in so long, but um, I would watch. Yeah, it I might just have a Toy Story marathon at mm-hmm. some point. Because I feel like quite often, like you'd watch like Toy Story, the first Toy Story would be on TV or whatever. Like, yeah, and be, yeah. And I love the first Toy Story. Don't get me wrong, Pizza Planet. Oh, what a dream! Oh. But, yeah, I just, I think Toy Story 2, I enjoyed. I, I also love the whole, like, country vibe. I think one day I yeah. need to have, like, a country theme party, you know, because I'm really <laughs> into that. Um, so all of those elements, obviously you get Bullseye introduced, and you, I think you just get a lot more, like, a, an insight into all the characters, because the first one is great, but it's more about, obviously, Buzz and Woody and yeah, fight. Yeah, and yeah. even then, you don't really see their real characters, because they're no. more fighting with each other. So I feel like in that film, there's so many more characters that are introduced, and you get to see a real insight into into them more um yeah 
yeah. So that's my fifth and final choice. I do have two honorable mentions. Do you check about them now or later? Uh, yeah, go for it now. Go for okay. it. The other two that I was struggling to fit into my list. Um, <laughs> well, Monsters University. Interesting. Oh, that film. I When I was on my way to university, like the year when I was on my way, actual way to real life university, I watched that film. I don't know how many times. I was so excited to go to university. I just kept watching that film. Oh, I like, love that. As film. if it would be the same. <laughs> yeah, as if it'd be exactly the same experience. Because <laughs> I actually watched Monsters University before I seen Monsters Inc. Um, yeah. And I, I just loved it. I loved the story. I loved the whole like I love the whole vibe of the film with like the the college experience and again like oh, the fact that these people don't like each other and they kind of come to realise that they have more in common than they think and yeah. all those different things. Um I think it's such a such a clever film and the, the story is so dynamic and gripping and you just can't stop watching. So that was... Mm. But I think it's more for me, again, it's that emotional attachment before I went to university. That was the film I watched to get myself excited to go. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my next one, my next one I'll mention is Coco. Interesting. Coco was nearly put on the list two or three times. <laughs> um, I really struggled. But do you know why I took it off the list? I'll share. Sorry, everyone, if you... Coco oh, dear. No, it's okay. It's okay. I feel like Coco is like I could watch Coco at any time, and I love it. But I don't have to watch it to the end, and that sounds really weird. But like, it's mm. the kind of film that I can start and then like kind of turn off halfway through and like not go back to. Yeah, um, I remember you saying that in our yeah. Coco episode. Yes. <laughs> it's like I love it, but I feel like so, like so many great things happen, and like those are the great songs. I feel like. I love the middle and the end. Sorry, the beginning and the end. And the middle's good too, but then they're like the yeah. best parts of the film. So quite often mm. I kind of watch it and kind of like drift, like drift away from it and do other things, have it on in the background. Because mm. sometimes I get like a real hankering to watch Coco, but sometimes yeah. I'm just like, oh, it's a bit, it's a bit of like a, 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 a like a heavy film to watch. I think Coco yeah. as well. So, yeah. Um, and not even just because of like the the themes like with like my. Um, Mama Coco and just like in general the film itself is quite intense oh there's so many scenes in it <laughs> yeah so. um, whereas I think also the other ones I've chosen are kind of more like just more chill like they still have yeah. like you know their intense moments but I feel like Coco is just a bit like you have to be in the right zone to watch concentrate oh. and fully enjoy Coco because um, like, it's quite long as well so um, yeah yeah so they were my that, that one swapped in and out of Toy Story 2 a few times and I was like mm, no interesting <laughs> Um, so yeah, they might not have mentioned. There are obviously more that I would obviously put in, um, but they were kind of the top. Yeah. Ones didn't They're quite make the cut. The creme yeah. de la creme. <laughs> my Pixar choices. Now I've burned right. my Pixar soul to everyone. It's now your turn. <laughs> well, yeah. So I'm afraid I can't relate to everything you just said. Because <laughs> yeah, I had a feeling. Um, my final choice is Coco. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, you won't be surprised if you listen to our Coco episode <laughs> because I very much go on and on about how I love this film. And for me, this film, like when I think about it, it's like it's an all-rounder of a mm-hmm. Pixar film for me. It has everything I want in a Pixar film all in one go. Yeah. Like, obviously, I also, again, I love emotionally heavy films. So I could watch this anytime. Same with Inside Out, same with Soul. Like, I, I don't know what it is, but I just love those sort of films. I think I just like to feel, I don't know, yeah, have just deep thought. Feel something. I want to feel I just something. Like, I just like. I just love it. I don't know, but yeah, I feel like out of the two, I think I probably prefer more like fantasy adventure based stuff. Yeah, yeah. As a general yeah. rule, um, but I definitely love that too. 
Yeah, because you know, like, we both love both. But I think if we were to like yeah. say what we favour in our choices, I think I'd yeah. probably say more like the fantasy adventure kind of like situation, and then you're more likely to lean towards like the heavier emotional yeah. stuff. Um, which we both yeah. like both of them, but I think if you look at our choices, that's probably more reflective. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, the thing with Coco is it's like the music, mm. um, the animation. Like, oh. I think this is probably it's probably a bit of a statement, but I think this is probably Pixar's finest animated work that I've seen. I I mm. think it's just absolutely breathtaking. Like as soon as they go across that bridge. Oh yeah, it's yeah. Ju- I've never I've never reacted in such a way where I've like literally like I I feel like my jaw dropped like when I was mm-hmm. in the cinema and that scene appeared in front of me I was like how do yeah. people manage to animate this scene with all this color with all yeah. these intricacies just so much character to that scene there's so and much just, going on in that film all yeah the there's so well. much going on in that world they had to mm. create and it, as they have in many Pixar films but this one particularly I feel like it's such an ambitious world to create and it, it's it's we see so much of it as well it's not like we only see bits and no. pieces we really get to explore and journey through this world and I just think it's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen um, so I think in terms of animation, like I will always think about this film as one of the most beautifully animated films of all time. It's just stunning. So I think for me, it combines like all of the things I look for. It looks like for themes, the themes in this are just, again, like incredible. Like, obviously, there's the theme with Mama Coco, but there's also um, with Miguel himself. He goes on a massive, massive journey. Yeah. He realizes the importance of family, but his family also realize that they need to let Miguel live his life the way he wants to live it and they need to they also realize that you know you, you do have to let things go yeah. as well otherwise you won't enjoy and fully live your life to the well live your life to the full so there's so many beautiful themes in that um which are always what I look for in a Pixar film and they always always apart from one time deliver <laughs> these themes <laughs> and the music oh, it's just stunning it's just so so beautiful and i it's not i think we discussed this in the coco episode it's not like i wouldn't put it on like as a playlist like i wouldn't listen to the coco like album as like a a chill soundtrack but i'm always like happy to listen to it if it comes on like in a playlist like a disney playlist and like when i'm watching the film like i'll definitely be there like like nodding my head like you know moving along to the sound because it's it's just so so good um So I think this was one of those films that when I went to see it, I was just so yeah. overwhelmed and impressed by what I was looking at. Like, I think the animation is definitely the main thing that I it love in this beautiful. film. That was one of the things that was kind of, I was sat there thinking, but the animation is so beautiful. It's and the just... music, I was like, oh. So it's just, they they are the standouts, I think, in that film. It's just, yeah. it's, it's overwhelming in a good way when you watch it. Like, all the, yeah. even when, you know, when they go up to... Um, Ernesto de la Cruz's party and oh, you go and you see yeah. all across I just the, oh, the detail yeah. in every single scene of that is just astounding so much that they had to animate like intricately for that film and it's just I just absolutely love that film um I, I could like I said I could watch it anytime um it's just and I, I know like you were saying like it's a long film but for me it doesn't feel long and I think that's a sign mm-hmm. that I just love it. Like I'm happy to just 
watch it. And... I think that's what's weird for me is like, don't get me wrong, I love the film. Please don't come for me, people. <laughs> like, and I'm, I'm like, I said, I'll talk about how much I love it and how my love for it has grown. But I do feel yeah. like when I watch it, like, I forget, not forget, but like, Aww. I keep thinking we're closer to the end than we are. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So, so I think, like, that is for me, is it's just. When I think about watching Coco, I think, right, it's a commitment. Like, I need to sit down mm. and I need to properly commit. So I think that's just, it's interesting how people see things in a different way. I think as well, when I think of Coco, I think of the colour. Like, that's yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. that comes to my head straight away is just the colour. Like, I'm just so excited to see the colourful world that they made. Like, even with the Alabrigiers, I think they're like spirit guides. I mm. think that's their name. They're just incredible Damn. as well. Like how we see Dante transform into so his cool. spirit guide self. Where he's like pink and like all of these bright colours. Like the design that went into this, like conceptually, is is just incredible. Yeah. Like it was such an ambitious film. Um, but it just it nailed it. Like it absolutely nailed the animation. So it did. Yes. Absolutely love that film. But I feel like it's important to say, and I will say some of my honorable mentions briefly that I love all the Toy Story films as well. Toy Story was very nostalgic for me. Mm-hmm. But I, whenever I thought about putting a Toy Story film on my list, I was like, mm, it can't, it can't replace it. It works as a franchise films. as well, quite often, I think. It works yeah. as like a whole. Quite often, you, I know I did pick one out, but quite often you can't yeah. kind of pick one out because they work as exactly. like in tandem. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Like I, do, I think I probably do think of it as more of a franchise than like individual films. But that's not to say that, like, I don't love them because oh, they're yeah. just amazing. But I have very specific individual Pixar films that are my, mm. my top five, clearly. As Let's hear all your millions of tally Right, well, I've then. actually narrowed it down mm. to four honourable mentions. Um, <laughs> I'll, go, I'll literally just name them, don't worry, I'm not going to go into detail. So I went for Monsters, Inc. Um, Interesting. Onward and The Incredibles. Because the Luca and Onward, I love, absolutely love them both. Um, I think they're really like unique stories. Yeah. Monsters Inc. is very nostalgic to me. It's one of, it's always been one of my like go tos to put on when I was younger. I love that film. Yeah. And The Incredibles it is <laughs> obviously unintended, it is incredible. Like, it's, <laughs> it's it's great. And I think that started the whole superhero yeah. um fangirl in me so yes uh in conclusion i love pretty much all of the pixar films <laughs> i saw quite i can't remember what it was i saw quite an interesting um like potential pixar like east easter egg type thing yesterday it oh like, yeah it was talking about it was on tiktok and it was like someone's like what? Oh, it's gonna come me watch the film it was now and someone in the film was like there was a baby that like flew over my head with like lasers coming out of its eyes and it's in like another disney film and then the person was like oh my goodness it, like, it, it could have been jack jack like i'm trying to remember what it was oh. um i'll have to check and i can yeah you have to find that because i will that sounds really interesting i was like ah oh, interesting how interesting and <laughs> um, i'll just scroll through my like many many liked tiktok videos because i definitely like gonna say i mean you might be uh, there a while. <laughs> I won't do it on this episode, don't worry. It's more like for, for Rosie's knowledge, and I will share in necessary. Imagine. Uh, so, well, yeah. well. Yes, well, there we go. List done. It, what an interesting reveal it was. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Well, 
We'll review, reveal our lists for each other in just a second after this yeah. fun fact number three. So convincing the public that rats make trendy pets <clears throat> is no easy task, but Pixar was able to do so in 2007's Ratatouille, as we mentioned According to the British pet chain Pets at Home, their rat sales shot up by 50% after the film's <laughs> release. Oh my god! I love Ratatouille, but I didn't think, let me go and buy a rat. I love it. I just love it. Did you go because... and buy a rat? No. <laughs> but, like, I just love that. It's like what I said earlier about how they make something that's just, like, so stereotypically, like, not cute into, like, a really yeah. cute character. And then kids are like, Mom, I want a rat. <laughs> you can imagine like, a flaming Pixar film. And now my kids want rats. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh, goodness. Okay. <clears throat> Note who's going first this time. Well, this bit's easy because this bit um, is off someone else's think... list is because we had to come up with these lists and it's harder to come up with someone else's list so if i'm honest i drew the short straw here so opinion okay so i think are we gonna do all five at once for this or are we gonna yeah. do yeah i think that's the best thing to do okay right so let's get the obvious ones out of the way so i obviously put brave if i didn't mm-hmm. put brave then i think there would have been many an issue we wouldn't have on the um <laughs> i also put inside out okay because that checks out because we've talk, talked about we it have. a lot and I know you love Joy so yeah I also put Ratatouille because okay, I know good. you love that and we've also spoken about the music recently so it made sense mm-hmm. that it's in the top three and then this is where it all goes a bit like <laughs> I knew this bit was gonna go wrong a bit rogue because like I knew I knew I had those ones like I knew that they mm-hmm. were fine and again, like I changed your top, your <laughs> top. There's no tops. I changed your last like two so many times. Like I, oh, I found them so hard because like I know these three, but I was like I don't know the next two. So I actually went for Toy Story three. Interesting. Yeah, and I don't. Now I think about it, like I can't explain why I went for it over like two or like one I know there's four but like yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) um I think I don't know maybe I'm also surprised I didn't put it on my list I'm not sure but like I just feel like Toy Story 3 is the kind of film that you like which it is but like it's not like clearly not one of your favorites interesting that is very interesting because that wasn't even part of the considerations like I say I do love it but I think it's one of those films that like and I feel like Toy Story 3, if you look at it objectively, Toy Story 3 wouldn't be as good if you didn't have Toy Story 1 and 2. So I think if you looked at it in yeah. isolation, like, without that nostalgia and attachment to those characters, Toy Story mm. 3 on its own as a film would not be as hard-hitting. So I think yeah. the only way, like, I was like, I can't really put that one on its own because it wouldn't work in its own entity. Um, but yeah, interesting. Interesting, interesting. interesting choice for me. Um... um and then I also went for Monster University. Okay, yeah. <laughs> which you did mention in your honourable mentions. And the I reason did. I went for that is because I know you've told me many, many times that you watched it before you watched Monster yeah. <laughs> And out of that conversation, you told me that you really enjoyed it. And we've had like yeah. conversation about the film. It's come up in like quizzes we've done and things like that. Yeah. So, and I was going through the list and I was like, I really don't know. Like, and I knew that you enjoyed Luca. Yeah. But like, I didn't think you loved it. Like, 
enough to put on your list mm -hmm. like from from our discussion at least um so like I didn't put it on there and I just thought Monsters University was the one that I was like I'm gonna go rogue on this because we've talked about it and like yeah I was like I don't know if it's actually one of your favorites but you it was initially it. on my so like but when I was thinking about the list in my head initially you know yeah. before you look at the full list of things I was like yeah Monsters University put it on the list and then when I looked at like the full list and I was like oh like it had to kind of just be pushed out because I was like there's yeah. all the films that like which is weird because the films that initially come to mind it's going to be your favourites but like when there's that many films to choose from I know it's hard it's hard it's so hard oh. I, I I found this really difficult because I was saying we were saying before I was like should we change it to top three because <laughs> I was like it's so easy to get your top three like in comparison to picking the, the like mm -hmm. two well not your top three, but you know what I mean, like yeah. day three, it's easy to get three. So I was like, can we change it to that? But no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, that's acceptable. Like I'll accept your, your opinions. I, you know, like, I well, think I they're... also put um, oh. Onward as an honourable mention. The reason I put that is because I know you like quite like fantastical mm. like adventures and things like that. And I yeah. felt like when we did that episode, we both quite enjoyed that yeah, one we did. as well. So I put that as an honourable mention for you. See, and I, I did also put Luca as an honourable mention. Um, <laughs> because I knew, as we obviously discussed it, listened to our episode, um, <laughs> that you enjoyed it as well. So, Yeah. Yes. I think the only one I'm surprised that you're saying is Toy Story 3, only because I was surprised I put Toy Story 2 down. But I think that's yeah. because I just never really talk about Toy Story. But I feel like we don't talk about Toy Story. I don't really talk about Toy Story like in general. No. But I would also always be happy to watch yeah. it. And it's yeah. very nostalgic. It's, yeah. It is because it's a franchise, I think. It's the reason. Yeah, very for me, true. At least. It kind of comes as like a full package deal, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 Interesting. Because, yeah, to be fair, I did love Toy Story 3. I did sob. Um, and I thought it was very clever. And I think like, the visuals and the animation on that is beautiful. Um, oh, yeah. They're amazing. But, yeah, like I said, I think because I think like, Toy Story 3 relies a lot on its predecessors for its story mm. and its impact. Mm -hmm. So, I guess maybe that's why it wouldn't be on my top five. Um. But nevertheless, <laughs> I understand you're, just, you're looking. Um, so I'm not going to lie, I've done quite well here. Oh, interesting. So I got Inside Out, Ratatouille, mm -hmm. Coco, and Soul. Yeah, I thought you would get those. <laughs> mm -hmm. I didn't put Brave down because mm. I knew that I loved it, but I was like, I, like I knew you liked it, but in my head I've actually put Monsters, Inc. as... Yeah, your fifth okay. one. That's fair I was thinking I constantly flit a flip between those two. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking <laughs> about like merch and stuff that you have. I know you had like mm. the boo dress. You still got that. I love that boo dress. Was it the boo dress or the boo? Boo dress. I feel like you had a jumper or a dressman that was like boo. Oh, maybe I might have done. I think you had it, like about two, like two or three years ago. Like I think you yeah, had, like, yeah, some some outfit. And then I remember when I told you that I'd watched. Monster University first, you were like, What? You have yeah. to like you were astounded. That was quite outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I felt like that was like quite a classic Pixar film as well. And I was thinking like I knew you like mm -hmm. quite like the creative worlds and the um you mentioned it I think like not in depth, but like in passing, obviously it was on your recommend you're like you're highly recommended. So um yes. I was I'm I'm happy with that. I'll take four out of five. Yeah, well yeah. considering I can like I had Monsters Inc. and then I changed it to Brave and then I changed it back to Monsters Inc. and I changed it to Brave. That. So it's very yeah, it was very close between yeah. those two. Um yeah. 
so yeah you did very well thanks thank you yeah like i knew you liked brave like i do but i was i was just like i never i didn't know if it was like you liked it enough to beat out yeah the classic pixar film yeah i feel like um when it comes to pixar i'm quite a quite an open yeah considering (laughs) we've done you are but it was hard because you like so many of them like i know i know it's hard to know where i'd place them because i nearly put onward on yours because i know that you really enjoyed that yeah yeah yeah. And I was like, no, I was like, she enjoyed it, but I was like, it's not, it's not on the top. And then I was like, what other one did I need? Because I know, like, you're, you're, you quite enjoy cars as well. And that was the initial one. I was like, oh, oh you mentioned yeah. that you like cars. And yeah. I, like, I liked cars. I don't think I've watched much more than cars too, I don't think. But obviously, when we had chats with, like, with other friends, you've been like, oh, like, I quite like, I've seen all the cars films and all the planes ones. And I was like, yeah. initially, I wrote cars down. And I was like, no, she's seen it and, like, enjoys it. But I was like, it's not one of her favourites. <laughs> so there was a lot of, yeah. Um, I think you're, you're hard to do because you like so many of them. Yeah, yeah. So I should really buckle down into my rosy knowledge. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we both had different challenges because, like, with you, like, you don't talk about Pixar as much as I do. So, like, I feel like I was like, oh, I don't know. No. And the Pixar like, films I do talk about are those top three. Like, yeah, the three exactly. That, yeah. Yes. Well, I think oh, we did quite well. Yes. I win though. We do. <laughs> yes, I mean that's. <laughs> But I think I think mine were more rogue to be fair, so Uh yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, like I mean were... like what they were more, they, I think it was harder for you to guess for me than it was for me to guess for you. Well, there's lots of factors at play. I mean I'm, I'm, gonna... I'm being nice. I, I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> we we did well. At least we know we did. you know, like our probably what our main like when you said brave first i was like oh no <laughs> i was like if i completely misjudged this whole thing i was like oh this is gonna be oh yeah so that didn't bad. set that things off in a good way for no, you no i was it? like interesting <laughs> imagine if i'd have then been like cars you'd have been like <gasps> i do love cars though yeah. you are correct cars 3 is my favorite if anyone's interested um <laughs> so... <laughs> Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. That brings us on to Disney Fun Facts number four. So the 1986 Pixar short film Luxo Jr. was a defining film for the company in many ways. The plot involves a young, energetic lamp that struggles to play with a ball as an older lamp looks on. It was the first Pixar film to be nominated for an Academy Award in the category of Best Animated Short. The smaller lamp, Luxor Jr., went on to become a permanent part of Pixar's logo after the release of Toy Story in 1995. Oh, you have to love the lamp. You have to. I don't think I've ever seen that film. I thought you were going to say the lamp then. I was like... I don't know um, what the lamp is. Yeah, no, I know it's. I know the lamp's like, name is. I don't think I've ever seen that short film. No, I haven't, actually. I haven't I bet seen it's that good, one. Because I really like the lamp and its personality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. And I also love Pixar shorts. That's a whole other thing, but... Oh, I was thinking about how I was scrolling down. I was like, oh, Pixar shots is a whole other conversation. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh. Anyway, we digress. <laughs> so, after listening to our top five, I think it's important that we try to reveal and try to decide, if possible, our favourite mm. Pixar film. With a lot of hard work and determination. Because it's a hard question. It um, is. I think I would guess yours as something. I'm not going to say it until you said yours. <laughs> like... <laughs> Um, so what would you say your favourite is, Rosie? Do you know what? This is actually really hard because I thought it was obvious, but like I'd say there's like two that I would like 
mm. it depends what mood I'm in on the day. But I feel like I'm also very loyal to this particular film. So my, I think my favourite Pixar film is Inside Out. Oh, good. I think it is. That would have been my guess. Be. I spent hours upon hours upon hours. And you still like, love it. So like, there must yeah. be doing something so, right. So I think, yeah, I just absolutely love that film. So... Yes, I think we will have to do an episode on it because I think we both have a lot to say about that film. Yeah. <laughs> I also think I know what yours is. So, so my favourite Pixar film is... Oh, see, do you know what? Like, I feel like I ever think this because... I was going to say. I know, I know. Like, I think I know what it is, but then I think about, like... Do you know what? I'm, I was stuck between two. I think my favourite is Brave. I think I have to be, like, just be honest. I think honest. it has to be. I know. Like, that's what I mean. Like, it's in your top. I know. Overall. <laughs> I feel like I sit and I think, and I'm like, it has to be. Like, it just has it to has be. To I think like, I haven't watched it in a long time, you see. Like, it's been yeah. a while since I've watched Brave. And I'm just very split with, because Ratatouille, I think yeah, Ratatouille I more is like a Pixar film. Like, yeah. Um, Brave is more, like, Disney-esque. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. Um even though like it has those like classic Pixar elements to it, I just feel like it's, yeah. it's got a princess in it. It feels more Disney Disney fied. Yeah. Um, but obviously it has to be. But I feel like because with Ratatouille, I feel like I'm betraying it because if any anyone at every point was like, "Should you watch Ratatouille?" I'd be like, "Absolutely." Oh, like, I feel like I could yeah. watch it. But then with Brave is the same. Um, yeah. Our film is just wonderful. Um, so I think I'm gonna have to go Brave because she's watching me top. I want to be top gals. She's in the yeah. top four films overall. I was um, going to say, I think you literally have to I know, say. I know. <laughs> Otherwise, I know. you have to change your list. <laughs> I know. I was thinking, I was like, that opens a whole other ball game. So I think we're going to stick with Brave. Um, yeah, I think, because I feel like, although I love watching Ratatouille, I feel like I probably connect with Brave more. Yeah. So I think that, would, yeah. that justifies my decision. Um, yeah. Oh, I should also mention what, like, I'm, I flip between if people are interested. Um, if we're not interested, I, let's move on. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Rude. You're like, yeah, like these are the ones I decide between. Yeah, no I'm one cares about turn. yours. Um, so mine are obviously Inside Out and then Coco. Like mm, I change I my mind like between those two quite a lot. I think I'm just more loyal to Inside Out because I spend so much time analysing it. Um, but yes, they are like the two yeah. that I'm always, you know, thinking yeah. about. There we go. So we we did decide, we decided quite quickly as well to be fair. Well done, yeah. We, when we were put on the spot, you know, you kind of feel like you have to you have to go with your gut, make your choices, your make mad yeah. moves, as they used to say back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as oh, you mentioned yeah. earlier, Disney seem for some reason to be pushing Pixar releases to be Disney Plus only at the moment with free access Ooh. straight away. Um, I, I'm quite scared to ask you this question, <laughs> um, but. <laughs> Rosie about not being able to see the new releases in the cinema I'm gonna back away from my computer okay so I think we like that's we're not gonna have like an all-out like um discussion about this I feel like we could do a whole episode mm. on this I could definitely I think maybe because um Tony Red's coming out soon we can maybe have a conversation then potentially. yeah yeah so I think I'm just not impressed I'm not impressed at all I just um, need to my water out that was sick <laughs> <laughs> I'm not impressed um because Oh, I understand quite a few of the reasonings behind it. So I know one of the reasoning is that obviously they still want people to uh, sign up to Disney Plus and making something like an exclusive Disney Plus content, like a Pixar film that only people can watch if they subscribe to Disney Plus, is a business. I think that's strategy. a load of rubbish, though, because I'm I mean, on board. Yeah, like, I understand that. That's that's a reason. Like I understand it, <laughs> but I don't even mean that. I think like if people are going to sign up. Disney Plus, like if people a Disney a Disney Plus sign up 
for someone who's going to watch Turning Red, they're either already going to be signed up or they would yeah. sign up anyway because it's a classic exactly. Pixar Disney kind of style film. The, the the draw for the Disney Plus subscription is going to be people who wouldn't normally sign up where your Marvel and your Star Wars content yeah, comes in. Exactly. They're the people who wouldn't normally sign up to Disney Plus. So I don't think that, in my personal opinion, mm-hmm. having that kind of exclusive free content for, for Pixar and Disney is going to pull people in. I no. think it's like... It, I, that's, I just think you're going to get the, the audience that you wouldn't reach otherwise are people who like Marvel and Star Wars. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with that. And I just think oh, it's so unfair on the team, the creative team, everyone that's been involved in these Pixar films because, like, in the past, they've always been released in the cinema and they've always had the same treatment as Disney mm-hmm. films in terms of that cinematic release. And they clearly do well, as we saw before, exactly. about their gross um, like profit and stuff. Yeah, I just, I just, I honestly actually like think it's outrageous. Like, I it actually makes me very angry. Like, because I just feel terrible for like the team. Like I said, like the animators and everything that put all this effort in. And not to say that you know having it on Disney Plus isn't an achievement or anything. It's it's amazing still, and they'll still mm-hmm. get lots of people watching it. But the feeling of seeing a Pixar film in the cinema is what you want with Pixar. Yeah. Like Pixar is all not all about, but we know that animation is just incredible. And yeah. seeing that on a big screen in a cinema is just the best feeling. And you can't get that no matter how good your TV is. No. I, if you want to argue that with me, feel free. <laughs> no matter how good your TV is, it will yeah. never match up to this full experience of watching that film in the cinema and the excitement that you feel like I love it when I, I'm going to see a film at the cinema I'm like oh yes like pack my yeah. snacks like you know like and that excitement of walking and watching the trailers and knowing and it comes up with like the screen and with the film the name yeah. of the film and you're like yes like seeing a Pixar film like I remember having that feeling with Coco yeah and having not seen Coco on a big screen for the first time would have just been so not the same not the same at all and that applies no. to most Pixar films like I, I feel just because the animation is such yeah. an integral part of their films and one of the main reasons people love them so much yeah. and I just think kids especially like that experience mm-hmm. when I was a kid of going to a cinema and seeing a Pixar film like I know yeah. you can do it at Disney films but as we've discussed they're, they're quite different like that feeling was just so exciting to me yeah. and I just feel like kids are really missing out on that and like yes it's accessible having it like on your tv at home and like might be like easier and whatever but and, and obviously cheaper if you're already subscribed to Disney plus it's not the same experience to me like I'm still obviously very excited for mm-hmm. these films obviously and I'm gonna watch them but like I just wish that they would release them in the cinema and I know there's business decisions whatever but like it just feels like COVID has really messed up Mm. the way that Pixar is going to be released from now on whether they'll continue it forever who knows but Mm. yes that's where I stand yeah I'm just confused about it because I don't see why you couldn't still offer both like because if people, I think, I think one of the main reasons this introduction is for turning red is what's why I'm confused about this one is because they've advertised it as the cinema. I've been yeah. in the cinema and seen adverts for turning red in three different yeah. cinema screenings, so they've already invested money into advertising in the cinema. Yeah, I know they were doing it in America because of obviously the COVID pandemic kind of mm-hmm. obviously like heightened, and lots yeah. of and lots of cinemas and stuff across the US are still closed. Yeah, yeah, and there's still like you know different parts of america are suffering in different ways with the pandemic and so it's i guess in america from a business perspective it maybe isn't particularly sensible however 
I'm like, this is a big however. Because I, and it's a very different situation, but I feel like pe- this, this excuse of people don't want to go to the cinema in the pandemic is just a load of rubbish. Spider-Man yeah, No I Way agree. Home has proved exactly people are willing to go to the cinema for a film that they're excited mm-hmm. about. And I don't know, I go to the cinema quite a lot because I've got a, a limitless card. And I've been going to the cinema since they reopened in the UK in June. Um, and it was quiet for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> like when I went to see Black Widow, it was basically empty. Like there was loads of films I went to go and see that were practically empty. Cruella, mm-hmm. like, because it was in like massive, they were using massive screens. And obviously there was more social distancing, so it was pretty empty. Yeah. Over the last few months, lots of my screens have been full. All the screens have been in use. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't understand like I thought it would just be for America they were, and then when I saw mm. it across all the channels that it was going to be in the UK as well I don't understand that decision because no you people would go and see people would go you've advertised it already like yeah I don't I just I don't understand I get the COVID explanation I do get yeah. that that concern but I don't understand why you why then put it on for free why not just do it in both because yeah, I think Soul both. made sense because Soul was meant to be like a present for like subscription. Yeah, it was meant yeah, to be yeah. like on Christmas Day, it was like a gift. It was like, you know, free a free movie for our subscribers because yeah. it was their first year. And I think that you could kind of understand that one. It was annoying, I think, for animators, but you could understand it because yeah. cinemas weren't open. So it I was think like... they understood that because of COVID as well. So and like, obviously Luca feel... also released in a similar situation. And obviously that was a kind of like, I think that might have been a slightly harder sell. I don't know, mm. but like it's not... Same as Soul, I think maybe like, well, I say that, that's what Pixar films are like, but I think with Luke again, we were still in the middle of the pandemic, it was still like quite on and off, with like, like I said, the social distancing was still in place in the cinema, I don't know how much money they would have kind of lost or whatever, because obviously you have to pay cinemas a certain percentage mm. and all that kind of stuff. So I, 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 I kind of got those two, like I kind of got it, because we were never kind of told it was going to be anything else, and it was pandemic, and it was different across the world, and we didn't really know what was going on, vaccines were all over the place, so I, mm. I kind of understood that. However, in our current situation, I just don't understand like why why turning red is do- I don't get it. I I just feel like if you can release Encanto, if you can mm-hmm. release Spider-Man, what's the difference like with turning red? What it what actually is the difference? Cuz like, I obviously if understand success then I obviously understand that like the pandemic kind of worsened over Christmas, so I got that. But it's not been released on March initially, was no. it? Was it? So yeah, March, there was time yeah. for that like curve and stuff to flatten as it has done. So I don't under I mean I get taken like, you know, a quick business decision, I understand that too. But you're right, if you can release things in the middle of the pandemic last June mm. on both Disney Plus and at home, and at least trial it, because you know what? Like I even know. if you trialed it with like the paid, so the, the, the premier access on Disney Plus and the cinema, and the cinema as, they, as yeah. they've done with see. Black Widow and Shang-Chi yeah. and all these other things, then yeah. they could see, are people willing to do this for Pixar or are they waiting? Because to be fair, I know a lot of people have waited for Encanto to come on to Disney Plus. Yeah. I know a lot of people waited for Raya to come on to Disney Plus, as her, well, for free. I know it was one in the cinema, but I know mm. lots of people have had that mindset of, well, if it's going to be free in a few months, I'm going to yeah, wait anyway. Yeah. So I do get that but I, I think like just try it try and see what yeah. happens because you're in this way they make no money <laughs> i was gonna say like and and for me like it's just that experience like i just think and for the animators it, it must be so yeah demotivating like you say when encanto were just released and, and received incredible reception yeah but i just to be think... fair my encanto screenings weren't very full and i think that is another thing is that like i don't know about yours or is yours quite full mine was 
but it was a weekend so maybe mm. it was like for that because I went twice that's the thing I go in the evenings and it's, it's not always as, as busy of an evening um and I feel lots of people kind of haven't seen the film they just know from TikTok yeah <laughs> or have like yeah. kind of gone and watched Disney plus but yeah, I think for the animators, it must be a real like kick in the teeth, especially when you've already had your ads playing in the cinema. I don't I, understand. I just feel like, and I think quite a few people feel like, like this as well because I've like read a few discussions about it. But I feel like it seems like Pixar's being singled out as the thing that they just they don't want to risk and they don't want to invest in the same sense. way. When it's so successful, it it doesn't. It actually just doesn't make any sense. And this sense. is the thing. I have tried to give Bob Chapek the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. I have tried my best. Mm-hmm. and in the pandemic I was like man's got to do what man's got to do do you know what I mean like yeah, they were losing billions work. every day I understand mm-hmm. I am struggling <laughs> because all these decisions have come underneath him mm-hmm. and I'm just like Bob what are you doing like it's just questionable choices I don't understand and, and I think especially because Bob Iger as I mentioned had such he had such a good working relationship with the other stakeholders like yeah. companies and I think, because honestly, in that book, if you haven't read it, go and read it. Because the bit on Pixar is honestly so interesting because he talks about going in and just being wowed by their talent mm. and thinking we are so behind. And he was honest and open about that. And I think he was always willing to kind of admit, like, the worth of Pixar, if you like. And I wonder if Bob Chapek has come in in a world where Marvel has kind of dominated their box office in the last few yeah. years. Because I just think, like, how are you charging? You're charging, like premier access for jungle cruise which don't get me wrong if you listen to our previous episodes you'll you'll know like great great film but i in terms of like anticipation and all that kind of and not to be like that must cost a fortune with the rock and all their stars and stuff but if you looked at it objectively like that's not a classic disney film no that's not like the kind of film that would naturally draw somebody in it's a live action they're quite risky at the minute people are keen on live action disney as a as a kind of controversial opinion like i am but it's one of those things that kind of splits out of Disney fandom down the middle is like live action stuff. Yeah, some people don't think they're necessary. Mm. So I don't understand how all of these things can have all of these releases and paid for. And you're right, it's kind of like saying, well, Pixar's like our like secondary yeah. kind of backup situation it's where like we'll release it. Out. Yeah. And it's, it's not it fair because really. they don't get pre- like, and for the stars and the animators and everyone who's involved, you don't get your premiere really in the same way. You don't get no. like reviews and press in the same way, and it's just not fair. No, and I know we're moving towards more of a streaming world in some like in many ways, but like I think it'd be different if it was the same. Yeah, I think a you can do both, but b like I think it'd be different if it wasn't just one part of something being singled out in this yeah. way. But it very much seems to be that they're treating Pixar in a very separate way to everything else, mm-hmm. which I considering Pixar's like one of my favorite parts of Disney as a fan like that is very frustrating yeah. because I want to see these films mm-hmm. that have had so much work into the animation on a big screen because that's what they're made for yeah. ultimately that is you're going to get the best viewing on that not on your tv no matter how good no. it won't be the same no. it's just a shame that's how I feel <laughs> I hope that they will because I wasn't sure with Lightyear whether mm. they would not because of the kind of Toy Story franchise backing that it's got mm. I wonder if they would have more faith in people's nostalgia getting them to the cinema in that one um, I, I think so when I looked earlier so you know how I said it yeah it hasn't been confirmed right it yet but I think you're probably right I think it will be but I will be really annoyed if that happens in the sense that I'll be happy to see it in the cinema of course but I'll be annoyed because it means that they're basically prioritizing their best 
like things and not giving their new things a chance to shine in mm. a cinematic way like that that's i think if me. the rest of them after that continue as like cinema then i think okay yeah you can understand that the it's decision was maybe taken like preemptively for this one because of covid yeah because of omicron oh omicron yeah. I think I hope it doesn't continue because I don't think it's I just don't think it's fair. I don't think yeah. it's fair on the people who want to see it and the cinema, the people who are willing to go and spend money on it. Mm. Um yeah, I just think it's a shame because I th- if you can do both for Marvel and a few Disney films, then why can't you do it for, for Pixar? Like I say, I understand the whole because obviously Raya was only released on, you know, and Mulan only released in on streaming obviously they were paid mm. for but they were mm-hmm. only kind of released on streaming initially but that was when we were in the height of the pandemic and cinemas weren't open so it's yeah. like and it's not really found the cinemas either because like especially independent cinemas who rely on that money and that income i know from big places like disney it's also a bit because like i've when people have been like well it's not really fair disney to do that i'm like well if they're gonna charge it on their own platform i get it from a business perspective like it makes yeah. sense if they're not sure on cinema yeah. turnout it makes sense so they don't lose money on big budget films you have to just accept that it's a business sometimes. But to put it on their own channel for free, I don't understand. It, it doesn't actually make sense. I'd like That's to know where they're going to get money for that. I mean, apart from subscriptions, mm. I would like to know how they're actually going to make any money on that film because they don't have any ads on their own. Well, this is the problem. They're just giving them away as, like, freebies. Like, I got I got the soul, like you said, I got the soul thing. But, like, it's just free content and i just think but even like financially like as a as a, a company and how much money yeah. they put into and how much money they put into advertising it yeah externally surely they're gonna lose money well we'll find out won't we because um we'll be doing an episode on turning red after it's come out so we'll see we'll have a little look and see like how it's performed what after we've watched it and stuff and yeah, we'll probably continue this conversation then, I yeah. imagine. Yes, but yeah. I agree. To it's, be continued. <laughs> it's just very disappointing. Yeah, very true. <laughs> um, so, yes, well, that's the end. Finn. So made it this far. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Um, and if you've enjoyed, and we hope you have, you can subscribe to us, you can follow us, you can leave reviews. You know, you can give us feedback, you can give us suggestions on what you want us to discuss. Maybe there was a particular film we mentioned today that you really desperately want us to review after we've mentioned it, like Inside Out or Brave. Feel free to let Uh us know that that's what you want, because I do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And if you've got any Disney-loving friends, make sure to pass us on to them. Um, And as we've mentioned before, we're still offering our ad slots in our podcast and you can find out all the information about those on our Instagram and our Facebook in our lovely link tree. Um, So if you're a small business, then please get in touch. And we have mentioned before, it isn't exclusive to Disney small shops. You know, we're very much open um, within reason. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, feel free to get in touch. You can also find all of our merch on there as well. So if you fancy a Strictly Disney podcast hoodie or a mug... That's the place to go. <laughs> you can be matching with us, yeah. <laughs> um, and you can find all of that content over on Instagram where you'll see more information from us, we do with quotes and more fun facts and just lots of different Disney content to brighten up your day. Um, and coming up next time, we're heading right back to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's been a while. Um, we're heading back and we'll be discussing arguably the biggest film of last year, Spider-Man yeah. No Way Home. Um, so if you're a Marvel fan, the next one's for you. If you're not a Marvel fan, 
come along anyway you'll probably still enjoy it but there will be spoilers yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yes. if you like me haven't i've only seen the film twice but it was in 2021 then feel free to go and watch it again before the next episode as i will also be doing the same thing <laughs> i need to because i've only seen it once so <laughs> someone is slacking in the model department <laughs> <laughs> i was ill when it came out okay i'm That's so not sad. an excuse i'm but... so sad it's good to see you on opening day and i couldn't go me too me too we'll share our tragedy stories in the next oh, episode yeah, we'll yeah. <laughs> but in the meantime feel free to contact us on our email at a sprinkler disney podcast at gmail.com from both of us have a magical rest of your day <laughs>